are listening to The Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. Quick reminder that if you dig the show, flip on over to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp and check out the different ways you can support the growing Chomp Nation army. It's a very, very direct show today. We are getting directly to the point, and we have some hot new Nintendo news that is going directly into your veins via our verbal syringes. We have our full thoughts on the Nintendo February Direct, uh, including the polarizing new art style for The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, And you don't want to miss that because we had feedback from you. That's right, you, the listener, not you, Fish, our at SwordChomp community on Instagram. And anytime we get our community involved to discuss things, it got heated on the Instagram this week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We have some really cool polls to talk about. Uh, some Final Fantasy questions. There's the Final Fantasy A 20th anniversary, if that's even a thing. I made it up. Uh, and, of course, more Apex Legends talk. And we recap the biggest games of the year. Everything from Kingdom Hearts to Resident Evil and more with our good friend and special guest joining the crew today. From Destructoid.com, the maestro, Rich Meister's here. How are you doing, Rich? I'm doing pretty good. What's going on, guys? We? <laughs> yeah, good to have you're... you here. Um, yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're, we're running late, so I'm already like two drinks deep, so we'll see how this goes. <sighs> yeah, it's been crazy. So uh, for, for our intros, as we introduce you, uh, again, our special guest, thanks for being here, and everybody else in the crew, I have a couple quick hitter questions for you to answer and get you warmed up, not that you really need it. Uh, so here's your two, Rich. Are you ready? All right. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, yes, I am. Um, oh, yeah. Right, so the, the first question is, how was your Valentine's Day? Um, I worked, and then I got home and worked on a review and fell asleep in my own filth. So fantastic. <laughs> I was hoping Priorities. there was a... <laughs> I was I was waiting for the punchline at the end there. Yeah. You got it. Um, and secondly, uh, I know you've seen the new Legend of Zelda art style. How yeah. does Link blink? Tell me that. Uh, he doesn't. Link is a soulless golem. Uh, mm-hmm. he exists only to do the bidding of his master, the Windfish, and he has no need for blinking. But that was a much better answer than I expected. God damn you, Rich. Why would a sleeping person blink? Yeah, how often do you sense. blink in your dreams? Spoiler alert! <laughs> oh, god damn. Man, we, I think we just, we got to the, we found that deep level that we were looking for already. Two minutes into the podcast. Um. Thanks for being here, Rich. It can be a lot of fun. No, thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> that other voice chiming in was the one and only Joshua Fowler here from Michigan. Um, I should say joining us from Michigan. You know, whatever. Uh, Josh is here. Josh is pretty exciting. I mean, Link's Awakening. I am that... pretty exciting. <laughs> you are <laughs> probably the most to be exciting person. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is exciting. Um, I've never seen Josh this excited before. <laughs> we should start the show late every day. Um, it's got me in probably... a good mood. <laughs> it's, it's good things happen when I'm late. Uh, Quite yeah, jovial. <laughs> <laughs> jovial Josh. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, jo- sorry. It's a little weird because I don't have my camera this week. So you guys are just kind of uh, true improv. Josh, I know Link's Awakening, game that holds a special place in your heart. Wasn't that the one you picked above all the Zelda games whenever we did our little... Uh, um, like top four games of all time or whatever. 
pretty sure that was I the one. I believe it was. If not, it would have been like top two, if nothing else. I think it was the top one, though. Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's stiff competition for those. That's a, a good choice, though. Yeah. It's yeah. my first Game Boy game ever. Oh, it's a good one. It's a, it's a really good one to be your first Game Boy game. Mm. Um, mm, your very first. I had to well, go to the, the doctor, so I got to leave school early, and I got uh, Link's Awakening. Hmm. So that was neat. Oh, yeah. It's oh. kind of crazy that you got to do that. Like, I got to leave for the doctors, too, but I ended up just getting Tetris. Mm. I, Tetris is good. Like, don't talk shit about Tetris. Oh, I'm not knocking That's, it. Yeah. Some would I'm say it's the, that was one of my first two games. Some would say it's the best Battle Royale mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hmm. You're, you're, you're putting the heart. Is it, how's the phrase go? Putting the cart before the way? Cart before I the see horse, you're plugging yeah. your Twitter already. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the Rich Meister Zero. There you go. There Follow you go. for content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should. Um, slide into his DMs, too. Uh, yeah, anyways, absolutely. Just... They're open. They're open, ladies. <laughs> Uh, Look, I, I, guess I just like just, invited. Just think us. about how little effort it would take to salvage that sort of a uh, Valentine's Day. Oh. I'm gonna have dick pics from fish later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it. Trust no, me, you don't have to ask for those. No, no, I already had to change my phone number twice. Uh, <laughs> unsolicited. Um, yeah. So, uh, of course, uh, thanks for being here, Josh. And, uh, oh, how was your Valentine's Day? Really quickly. What's the 10 second summary? Um, it was fine. We did, uh, Texas Roadhouse with the kids. And, uh, Texas Road? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know out. what that is. What is Watched Texas a bunch of Overwatch Road League. Oh, <laughs> that's romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tis the season. Mm hmm. Do you watch the league stuff too, Rich? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That um, opening day was good. Those were good matches. There was good stuff going on. It's a good way really to distract me from doing the work I should actually be doing. So I thank them for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, of course, Fish, the the person we were just joking about there, uh, the one and only, the Filipino Johnny Depp, joining us from Texas. His eyes lit right up whenever I use the term DM. That's all it really takes <laughs> to get to get Fish Randy nowadays. That's um, right. Let's try it again. That's my happy place. Let's try it again. Uh, Fish is here. Uh, thanks for joining us, Fish. DM. Oh, there he is. There it is. They, see, you got, well, I guess the eye thing doesn't play on podcasts. It's because he's, yeah. he's such an <laughs> avid Dungeons & Dragons player. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I left the four play out because I think, I think people don't realize this, but the term slide into the DM, I think, is the erotic part, really. That gets left out often. Um, is it? Fit. Yeah, yeah, it adds a little, you know, nice little mm. description there. Flavors. I, I, I think I think it's pretty overt what that means, Morgan. I I don't think you're no one, describing no some underpinning of a word. You opened their eyes just now. Please, please explain. <laughs> yeah, eleven year old is like, oh, <laughs> and that's it. Oh, Wait, holy holy shit. <laughs> oh god. Well. Yeah, so so fish is here. <laughs> um, how how was your Valentine's Day? Actually, I shouldn't. I don't even know. I need to ask you, fish, if anyone follows our VIP Patreon page. Um, go to Patreon.com/slash/swordchomp, and if they're a VIP, they know that you know I posted all. Of, yeah, like they got to socks. Uh, they got to see him uh, live tweet that microwave burrito that he was spending Valentine's Day with. 
Mm. God, there's nothing better than a fucking microwave burrito. Mm. Ugh, that's uh, having that hot oil drip out of it and just sliding it into your gullet. Oh, now you got no. You you're winning me over. Keep going. Mm-hmm. What happens once it's in your gullet? Well, that's when you put it in the sock. Uh, I was God say damn! That. God damn it, you ruined gullet. it. <laughs> that is a talented gullet. I gotta, I gotta get away from fish before he just <laughs> sabotages everything. Like uh, I've seen people tie, you know, like cherry stems in their mouth, but after it's been swallowed, that's that's impressive. It really it has to come out somewhere, Josh. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's get out of here. Uh, from Japan, Shay Layton is here, the one and only, the professor, as we call him. Um, Shay, how was your uh, Valentine's Day in Japan? It was pretty awesome. You know, I got off work and I went to this soap land and I, you know, I had been saving up money for a few months and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go wild. And I had like six people bathing me. Um, my fingers amazing, got their actually. own individual bath. It was pretty nice. And, uh, it ended just as you would have expected it to. I got mm-hmm. too drunk and I fell asleep in the water and the paramedics had to come and resuscitate me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds about par for the course. That's magical. That's a fairy tale. Uh, you know what? It was a tale that's of how my grandparents sort. met. <laughs> your, your grandparents were just in Japan, like, let's, you know, at the same time, let's go get a bath. Not Detroit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, so. No, it was good. It was pretty boring. Yeah. It was boring. I just went to work, came home, ate dinner, went to bed. Hmm. All right. Well, that works. Not Valentine's Day is not always exciting, but uh, I just want to check in with you guys. Um, sounds like sadness abounds. Uh, yeah, thanks for being here, Shay. Excited to talk a bunch of different things with you. Um, sorry we delayed the show a little bit. Life has been crazy. I was telling you guys before the show, us is a general mountain time. Uh, Morgan here from Montana. It's been a crazy couple days. Like, this is going to be one of the most improv podcasts we've ever done. So I'm glad you guys are really drunk. Um, because <laughs> nothing buzzed, is going buzzed. right. Buzz. Okay, good. Yeah, you don't want to be drunk yet. Like, halfway <laughs> through, maybe. Yeah, I still uh, got to wake up early. Halfway otherwise through. Otherwise, you'd be fullness. No, Josh is <laughs> halfway through the 10th <laughs> I'll class. I'll go get another bottle. I got to. Uh, which loud LaCroix are you drinking, Josh? The. Uh... Melon pomelo, the cantaloupe uh, grapefruit. Uh, mior pepino. Oh yeah. Oh, that one's a good <laughs> one too. We have the two best okay. ones currently. Yeah, these are good Lacroix. Yeah, the the cucumber blackberry that you've got and the uh, cantaloupe pink grapefruit are the two best. I'm a fan. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's too bad that Rich lives all the way in New uh, in New York because it sounds like you guys can have a, a blossoming friendship. You can watch Overwatch and drink Lacroix. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's great. A, it's a loud drink. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say LaCroix? LaCroix. <laughs> damn it, I didn't think anyone was going to catch that. God damn it. I was just going to let it go. Cousin, that's the cousin to, uh, what is it, Fight Milk? Uh, is that, it's <laughs> always milk. sunny, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> yeah, it's Fight Milk. It's Fight Milk. <laughs> it's Fight Milk, yeah, I thought so. Well, they, they just let it's it go so much. made from real crow. <laughs> it's made by bodyguards for bodyguards. <laughs> We just let it go, so I was like, maybe I was right. And then I saw Shay leaning toward the camera, and I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time I sh- see Shay leaning toward the camera, it's usually, fuck. 
My um, sister called it. It's like, like a fifty-fifty yeah, chance. It's so not so much La Crow ass. as it is La, the sound a crow makes. Gah! It's, it's actually L A Crow. L A. They're straight from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Crows always hang out in my front yard. What's up with that? You need to invest uh. in the scarecrow. This is a. Mm. This a is a fright bird. Yes. 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 Or a BB gun. Yeah. What was that crow this sound? This is technology made, humanity has lost. <laughs> Craw! Can you do that sound again? That was a good sound. <laughs> it reminded me a lot. I lived with fish for years. It reminded me a lot of his uh, his orgasm sound. But Craw! Uh, <laughs> I could hear it all the way through the apartment. Hmm. It's a hell of a spike on this recording. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. But yeah, so let's get right into it. Um, the topic of the show is all about the Nintendo Direct that just dropped uh, this week, and it kind of it's cool when these things drop because they give us, um, you know, free topics. You know, we have to find a topic for every podcast, and that's a lot of fun. But sometimes the topics are just right there for the plucking, and uh, this is an interesting one. So there's a lot to talk about. It was more than just the Zelda remake getting announced, or Link's Awakening, but that was the one that grabbed the headlines. So I'm not afraid to just dive right into that one when the time comes but i want to kind of go around with you guys and see if there's anything that dropped i know rich you're really plugged into this stuff so i'm going to send yeah. it to you first you're our special guest as well uh, uh, so what are we looking for what, what do i think well, is uh for link's awakening uh well, take what i want to well not yet because that's like the that's the money the shot creme, I the creme de la that. creme. yeah that's uh, the money shot we gotta save i it. don't i don't think that's the only money shot though of this direct oh. like this was a, a hell of a direct mm-hmm. um even on the opener super mm-hmm. mario maker 2 uh, some would say the sequel to the best game on the Wii U. Uh, some are me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, uh, no, uh, I, wait, wait, like, wait. Out does, the does gate. That, is, does that person still, you are aware that there was a Donkey Kong Country game on the, the Wii I, U, right? I am, but, uh, I'm gonna stand by what I said. Uh, I really like that Donkey Kong Country game, but, uh, if it was Donkey Kong Country Maker? Then maybe we'd have oh. something to debate here. Yeah. <laughs> now you're just, now yeah. you're just making well, me come. That game is a game that needs a community too, though. So yeah, actually yeah. having it on a console that you know and has people. Someone to be bought. honest, like the Wii U community was more thriving than you'd expect, especially yeah. considering the tools that were given to us mm-hmm. to communicate with each other because they were awful. Uh, but like having that go again, there's some new assets from 3D World thrown in there, like the clear pipes oh, and the yeah. cat costume. Uh, I- I'm very excited to make Mario again. Like uh, that that game, the original, is the reason my Wii U is still connected to my TV. Mm-hmm. Well, I missed out on it, and like like you said, I think you almost touched on something I always thought about because there was a smaller community on the Wii U, but generally they were more hardcore for that very reason, and they had, like, the Nintendo diehards, like, people like me that were yeah. one of the 10 million people or whatever that bought a Wii U, and that yeah. community was more driven, I think, to, uh... Well, to- of the people that bought a Wii U, if I remember correctly, it was you, me, this guy, Drew... <laughs> a homeless guy and, on the street. uh, uh Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, uh, The much. four of us, and we would play Mario Maker, I mm-hmm. remember. Back from the Wii I, U days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried to get Fish to get a Wii U one time, and he laughed. He laughed at me. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear the stupidest (laughs) investment I ever made in my life? Um, I own two Wii U's. Hmm. Uh, When when the Switch got announced and they were the Wii U had just happened like the day before, Mm -hmm. uh, 
I went to a Best Buy <laughs> and I bought another Wii U and it's in my closet in the box. Hmm. Damn. That's, de- that's devotion. You know, I do the thing with Nintendo where, like, every time they come out with something new, I trade in the other thing in the attempt of, like, just evolving. So, like, I got rid of my 3DS to trade in toward the Switch, and I got oh, rid really? of my Wii U to trade in toward the... Yeah. I get rid of them, yeah. yeah the See, Wii U it, is actually a great system to buy at this point. Um, it's a proto-Switch also, basically. Yeah. Well, that... And, well, but they're remaking yeah. everything on the Switch, so... It's, not everything. It, not so much now, but... Because it can still backwards compatible play everything from you know GameCube up, it's still oh a yeah totally great it's system still... just for having something up to date that's gonna work that's gonna be able oh, to play all those old games for having like a Nintendo end all be all. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. there's some yeah that's true. There's some stuff I don't see coming over like and weirdly great and almost no one will ever play it. Mm-hmm. That weird uh, Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem crossover is only on the Wii U. And that's I don't a, even remember that. Wow. It's a, it's a great, weird uh, Wii U exclusive RPG. Yeah. They, they also had a few like asymmetrical couch co-op games that were really, really cool on the Wii U as well because they were actually taking advantage of, you know, one of you sitting there holding a tablet this whole time. Yeah, like, if you get Rayman on the Switch now, mm-hmm. like, it just drops the features that it was using in that Wii U version where somebody was uh, understood to have the tablet and basically be, like, manipulating the environment and such. Yeah. Yeah, like, even Pikmin 3 was great for that reason. Like, being able to control stuff directly on a map to get out orders and stuff. That was really cool. And, I mean, they can do that in the handheld mode for the Switch, but... uh, Totally. You know, not if you're playing on, you know, TV mode or something, so... I think that's the one thing I'm surprised they never built into the Switch, which was... Some sort of, I guess, almost Bluetooth-style relay where you could be still sending a signal to your TV while you're sitting on the couch with it Using for certain both. games. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. And there's a lot of Wii U love on the left side of my uh, Skype screen right now. It's coming from, coming from uh, Josh and uh, Rich. Well, okay, so, yeah, I'm excited to try Mar- Super Mario yeah. Maker 2. That looks really fun. I never, for people that never tried it because of the Wii U thing, this is going to be awesome. It's on the Switch portability. It's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have exactly. to suggest that uh, when that drops, and we've tried, uh, but we did it with PS2 hardware, so that was a hell of a doozy for us to uh, stream together in the past. But I think we should make Mario together. I mm, think we that, should. That, that could be a hell of a time. Sounds so romantic. Let's make Mario together. Yeah, that's uh, actually how I, uh, I. D- I uh, proposed to my most recent girlfriend. She dumped me uh, well, after proposing that idea. Shocking. No, yeah. she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That took a left turn. No. It's uh... <laughs> a hot take. I'm just, mm. I'm just talking in generalities. I'm not actually talking about anyone in particular. That story was farcical and made up. <laughs> well, you suggested okay. it, and she said, okay. how Italian are you? <laughs> no, I was like, you know what? Honestly, not very. Yeah. <laughs> No, that, the announcement of that game in all seriousness <laughs> makes me want a, a Switch a little bit more. Um, actually, it, yes. it was it would be really exciting to be able to do that with you guys. So, like, yeah. I was thinking about how fun it'd be to play that with you guys. So, mm-hmm. it prompted me a little bit more to want a Switch. Yeah. Well, that and we could yeah. squat up and stomp some noobs in Tetris Royale. So, Tetris ninety nine, <laughs> baby, the best battle royale. <laughs> um, shout out one more time to the Twitter, Rich. 
Get it in there. Yeah, shout out <laughs> at the Richmeister Zero. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Just want to make sure we did our due diligence. You, look, you're looking at a guy who's gotten to 11th place in Tetris 99. Whoa. Ooh, which is, that's like, ooh, it's, it's pretty 90, good, I Not think. 99, but 11th. Yeah, like, my mom ooh, said 9%. it was pretty good. <laughs> she, she was so proud of you. She um, took you to Pizza Hut afterwards. I'm so proud of you, honey. Uh, honestly, I think she just wanted to get me off the phone. Yeah. We're finally going to let you use that personal pan pizza you got for Reading Club as a child. Yeah. You I never deserved those. it until now. Oh, I had <laughs> Man, when you were a kid, getting that personal pan pizza was the best thing ever. God, you're really mm -hmm. digging in my childhood, Josh. Uh, okay, so that one looked. <laughs> That one looked really cool. Looks like we're all excited for some sewer. Um, what else, Rich? Give us the run. I know you got these off the top of your head. You just spout them out, and we'll just uh, keep talking about them. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I did play a lot of Tetris 99, honestly. Um, and that game has, like, a weird layer to actually trying to strategically get people out mm. that uh -huh. I'm, I'm not sure I am in touch with enough to actually win a game of that, but like I said, 11th is the closest I've gotten without really trying to engage with the the targeting parameter, which you can kind of select who you're trying to hit. There's like a million Tetris games going on to the left and the right of you. <laughs> you can try and target people who are close to a KO. You can try and target people who are attacking you. It's incredibly confusing, and the game does not explain any of it to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great! That's my favorite thing in the world. Um... God, that is such a, that's one of those things that you just have to be, you would, if someone told you it was going to be a Battle Royale Tetris game, you would never believe them, um, and yet here it is, so. You know, it, uh, I mean, this was like a joke that was, I'm pretty sure, made, uh, like, a year ago, and now you look at it and you're like, huh, that's, uh, huh. That's, yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Um, what did you? Starlink, oh, sorry, though. Yeah, yeah, how about Starlink? No, uh, Starlink is evil. Don't Ubisoft just making... Star Fox now, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know a single living human being that has anything, any sort of passion toward Starlink. How is this a thing? Do I played you... it. Uh-huh. And your level of passion on a scale of 1 to 10 is? Um, I wish I'd played a little bit more of it. It's, it's weirdly good uh, for what it is. I just didn't have the time to really delve into it in the way I would have liked. Uh, and I did play as Fox. I had the, the Star Fox, the Switch version, oh. the starter thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's a weirdly set up game because it's like an RPG where you're sort of hovering on this overworld map and you scan things almost like a no man's sky and you're just like flying around hitting targets, but you're not a character walking. You're in a spaceship. Hmm. That's yeah, that's I, I know I, I've read a lot about it. I've watched some videos. It's, it's an odd looking thing. And they were going for the toy thing. They were trying to get on the toy hook where you had to yeah, buy stuff. But the smart thing they did, and this was definitely a decision made last minute, was there are digital options that are much cheaper. Yeah. So you can sort of uh, dive in and uh, like pay X amount and just have all this content. I actually have everything physical, uh, <laughs> not because I bought it. I bought the Star Fox thing physical. Mostly because I was buying the game because I wanted this little tiny R-Wing to put on my shelf. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then Destructoid's uh, CJ Anderson was working on a review, and he was like, hey, I got all this physical stuff. Do you want it? And so I sent him $40 to mail it all to me. Mm. <laughs> That's a good... Yeah, I, I wish one of those games had connected with me. Like, oh, here, if you buy this expensive um, Sadie Adler statue, you can get an exclusive Sadie Adler quest line. That's the kind of stuff I want, but none of the... <laughs> That's hyper-specific. Are you fishing I, for something? Uh, you know, maybe. 
Um, what, what did you think? So the big one that they said, it wasn't that much of a surprise because if you went to the direct website, it was like upcoming news on Nintendo games, including Fire Emblem, uh, what is it, Three Fates? Is that what that, it's called? Yeah, that was what they were discussing as the uh, the focus of the Direct, which we did get a lot of details on that. Yeah, they went yes. on for a while about it that. It seems interesting. Oh, Shay, I hope Shay comes back, because I know he has a lot to say about Fire Emblem. That, that looks interesting. Oh, he's right there. He's, he's just hiding. <laughs> I, I wish there was a video component to this show, because that was amazing. <laughs> That, I was just stretching my neck. It just slides uh, in from out of frame. I was doing. <laughs> it's a reference right to the DM thing earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, we had a really dirty joke about him just kind of popping up there. But mm-hmm. um, so, but it's interesting because the big thing they revealed is that it's based around the idea of sort of picking a uh, a class to go with. Like, there's the three. Are they? Just, are they? They're not called classes, right? They're called. They're houses. It's a houses. School. Mm-hmm. So they're going for like a Game of Thrones kind of vibe. There's even one that has a golden no, stag on it. They're going it. They've done for the, like they've a done with the Hogwarts, Hogwarts in your thing. Like, how are you? Could, well, it's like, there's, it's a school. There's, literally, one of the houses is a golden stag, which yep. is. Oh my god! But it's a school. It's the Barathon. Uh, the the Baratheon. Sorry, I, it could be a little bold. And the reason I say that is because Fire Emblem is a fantasy game, and it's kind of set in that world. So yes, yeah, I agree with the unlike, Hogwarts thing. I don't too. know. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Just in reality. No, no, but what? it's not like it's not like dragons and stuff like that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not the same. It's it's like wands and books and. Sp- <gasps> well, what? the hole you're digging is spectacular. I I guess it's kind of both. You know, I think about it. <laughs> no, because Fire Emblem. Now that I think about Fire Emblem, has both dragons and people with spell books. It's, I just think of it more of being like um, medieval kind of fantasy than than Harry Potter fan. Maybe that's just me. Apparently, I'm crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is the, is it's the, not is like the, the main character having... in every Fire Emblem is some random guy who gets, you know, picked up by one of these people and, you know, ends up becoming feel... their tactician who saves the world. That's nah. It doesn't sound right to me. No. I feel like the reason you're having a hard time connecting with it is like, I think you're putting up this weird boundary where you're like, yeah, Harry Potter fights dragons and his magic, but also like his, his uncle owns a Chevy Impala. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but that's, it's the Impala that really yeah. is the <laughs> ground. That's, that's, that's the bridge too far. Well, but if you were describing like this general setting of Fire Emblem, you would describe it as high fantasy. Yes. That exactly. You're trying to sneak around that question a little I, bit. I, well, what do you mean? Like, how There's do you like want... castles and come on, man? It's Harry Potter literally say. takes place no. primarily in a castle. No, it's not the same. Okay, Let's don't ruin his narrative, which fuck. Yeah. Morgan really doesn't understand the difference between high and low fantasy, and we've had whole discussions about the entire entire thing before. So, I think I, I understand what you're trying to say. But I think you're just harping too much on the fact that Harry Potter is set in the modern world, but also high fantasy. I, I'm, gonna, I'm writing a poll question right now, just because I'm so mad at you guys. Poll mm-hmm. question for next week. Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. All right, anyways. Uh, so the big thing is... You realize you're, you're going to get fucking stomped on that. You realize that, right? Uh, last time you said I was going to get stomped in a poll, I didn't. Do you you're going to get that fucking stomped. <laughs> <laughs> I love Game of Thrones more than Harry Potter, but you're gonna get fucking stomped. I'm gonna make spoof accounts. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna curb st- my, the Chomp Nation's gonna curb. You're gonna me. have so many followers. You're gonna call them the Death Eaters. So why are there so many responses from Chili's waitresses on this poll? 
<laughs> yeah. Brought it back around. <laughs> uh, but so that's the big hook, though. I guess from just watching that video is that you choose one of the houses and you sort of live this life of like a, a student kind of a thing, or of a um, professor, like they explained. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, uh, but it's it's student professor. A, Same thing yeah, in your mind. Whatever. Well, actually, I wasn't 100 percent sure. So it's professor. Okay, <laughs> there was a was joke there play. that I'm not going to make. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to play it off, but I actually had no idea. Um, okay, so I guess you're a professor. But, you know, <laughs> there was the most fucked up meme I saw was, like, that, that teacher was, like, teacher arrested for sex with high school student, and it had, like, 7,000 likes, and it was, like, tagged Fire Emblem Three Fates. Um, because, you know, there's all the romance. In yeah, Fire no, Emblem, that's so. going to happen for sure. Yeah. Oh, it happened in Persona. You can fuck your teacher in no, Persona. No, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, that wasn't sarcastic. I fully think that's going to happen. I know. I just like to say out loud, you can fuck your teacher in As Persona. As someone who did weird... fuck his teacher in Persona, I think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh-huh. I was hoping you were going to say, as someone who, is, who did fuck their teacher, stop. <laughs> stop there. Just stop. <laughs> Sentences you know, that didn't, or just didn't provide in enough context. would congratulate you. They'd be I, like... think <laughs> I, think, I think you're overestimating the kind of game I was spitting in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we didn't say what teacher it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that yeah, was no. the... That was the shop my teacher with eight fingers. Giving them some wood. Why is the go-to uh, the shop teacher? We're both like, who's repulsive? Oh. Because giving them the wood. Oh, there's so many layers to that. Oh. They put his classroom in the basement. Who does that to a person? <laughs> Someone who wants to get some wood. Off his dick. <laughs> uh, anyways, um. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, Fire Emblem. <laughs> That's uh, right. Nearly. Um, we're talking about digging down the shop on this teacher. Laquois. Keep up. Uh, so uh. let me throw this to you, Fish. Um, Fish, so you never played a Fire Emblem game before, despite mm-hmm. our ramblings. Did you have yeah. a chance to, if you didn't have a chance to watch the video, it's fine. Did you see anything on the Fire Emblem coverage? That piqued your interest? Did you? No. Okay. <laughs> no. 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 Didn't pique your interest. Okay. Did it. Uh, yeah. critic. Well, why? Tell me why. I don't know. Um... <sighs> I guess the, the that story just looks very complicated, and it, I don't know if it's tied into like previous games or not, or if the games actually stories or characters carry on to different games and stuff like that. Like I've really never followed um, that series, so it, I don't really want to play a game necessarily that I have no affinity for. So. And it didn't pique my interest. Huh. I, I'll say, it, it piqued my interest. I love the Fire Emblem gameplay. I will say two things. I want to see what you guys think of this. One, Into the Breach ruined all strategy games, and it makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just did. And secondly, as I've grown older, as much as the iconic Fire Emblem characters are, they kind of all look like, um, like when I was a kid, I had one of those art books. I was like, how to draw anime characters. Like, all the Fire Emblem characters look so generic, but... It's a very old style. Yeah, I don't know if that's just make my taste changing or me just being too cynical. Maybe I'll start playing it and really like it. But there's just something about the look of those characters that's like... Yeah, there so... were like two or three that stood out, and a lot of the rest of them really didn't from everything they showed yeah. there. There's Edelgard. a certain <clears throat> generic level to them. Yeah. Like there's, And Fire Emblem will always have those recognizable characters, and then I think just fade the rest into the background. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean... Not, not on purpose, I just think that's kind of what happens. Yeah, I, I think 
one of the things that like I love Fire Emblem. I love that style. You know, it's well documented that I love Shining Force, and I've grown to love Fire Emblem. But one of the things I've never really liked about those both of those series, admittedly, is you get all these characters, and then you you have to end up picking just like twelve out of all of them, and or fifteen or sixteen, whatever the the cap is mm-hmm. and then there might be some that you do want to play with you know like like rich is saying some of them are you know just forgettable characters and you just throw into the headquarters and you're like whatever you know forget about them but like there are times too where you want to play as more than what's allotted to you and you're unfortunately capped on that and i i've always disliked that about um th- those strategy games and i just feel like with newer strategy games they kind of solve that problem you know, into the breach, uh, you know, you have your crew yeah. and that's your set crew. And whether or not you're attached to the pilots or the the mechs is irrelevant. I mean, like, you're not sitting there wondering, oh, well, fuck, I would like to use this guy, but, you know, I'm capped out. Or even with a War Groove, which is a game that Josh and I'll talk about later, it, it solves that same issue, you know? Like, there are eight different commanders you can play as and you get to play as them all and you're never, like, thinking well shit i would rather play as a different character or i'd rather have a different character in my squad and so there, there's a level of archaic feeling with um you know fire emblem and those older style of tactics games so yeah interesting yeah yeah that's true there's some things about fire emblem that need to evolve but it's, it's uh still a must try for me at least i'll say that definitely yeah i agree i agree i'm excited for it um i'm actually a little bit glad that it's delayed because like just the since the beginning of the year i feel like there's just been game after game and so i'm actually glad it's delayed so we have a little bit a little (laughs) bit of breathing time before i'm ready for a fire emblem i mean and this direct uh basically cleared up any doubts anyone would have had that 2019 would not be a killer year for the switch yeah Uh, because this this is a hell of a lineup it's true. Uh, are you going to buy a Switch for Fire Emblem, Shay? Is that going to be the one? What are you going to uh, do? You know, it's not just going to be Fire Emblem. I've been waiting. Honestly, I've been waiting to buy a Switch, you know, for a little while there last year. I was really getting hyped to want to buy it. Or, sorry, about a year and a half ago. Um, I've been waiting for there to be enough of a roster, game-wise, for it to be justified in me making that purchase. And I've honestly been waiting for the the next generation of Switch to where it has a longer battery life. That's been the other big thing for me. Battery life mm-hmm. is such a huge thing for me. Like when I'm buying a phone, um, you know, buying a laptop, you know, anything really. And with the Switch, I know that the the first generation kind of has a slower battery life. It's not really an life, issue so for vibrators. Waiting. Most of those shut off after 20 minutes for health reasons. Just to Maybe I only need two minutes hurting, with a vibrator. You know, causing like an, an injury. FDA, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm old school. Dildo. Who needs batteries? So, um, and I will fuck Edelgard. Put that. Put, my, Rich, mark it down. Edelgard. Getting fucked. He's writing it down. There he goes. Guard. <laughs> they Fucking. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And we, we can draw a little picture if you need to. The important yeah. things no. in life. Sorry, I remember. 10.58 p.m. We're going to make a baby. Morgan Guard. Uh, oh, that's cool. And it is cool. the 15th. Morgan Guard. Um, okay. So Fire Emblem looks great for so anything else Fish, was there anything besides Zelda that caught your eye? We can't talk about Zelda yet. It's like Voldemort. Okay. You're not allowed to say it. Anything okay. that caught your eye that was not Zelda? Um, that platinum uh game. 
Um, Astral Chain. Astral Chain. Yeah, Mm. that looked interesting. Um, It's an action-style type of RPG type of game. Um, New IP from the creators of uh, Nier Autonoma and... not really near. It's not the creative people behind. It's not. Nier. It's not Yoko Taro or anything like no, that. No. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just it's platinum games. Right. Yeah. Uh, people who also made, I guess, Bayonetta as well. Um, that looked interesting. Like it definitely shows. You know that plat. It, like all the action sequences in that game are very much in the vein of a platinum game as far as like uh, where the camera's at and directing towards the action in that game. Um, so it, it seemed very familiar, but like it, it was also, I guess, something new from them as far as like uh, just being uh, this weird type of like you're a cop, I guess, in this game. Um, and it looks like there's a two people that are playing. I don't know how that's going to play out as far as like if you just want to play the game by yourself. Is that? Second and they character. did comment on that 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 would f- work into the combat, uh, controlling both characters. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I'm curious if like you could play that with a friend or not. Um, but it, it looked interesting. Okay. Yeah, it does. The characters look a little, ugh, but the actual combat anime. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, like the plain kind of anime. But yeah, th- but I mean, platinum is tricky because they worked in conjunction with. Uh... <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I'm dying over here. Uh, Yokotaro to help make uh, Nier so incredible, but they also have some weird games on their resume, like that weird Ninja Turtle game and stuff. So it's not like Platinum is 100%. Man, but don't talk to me about that Ninja Turtle game. I get sad. Yeah. So, but it's. I agree with you, Fish. It's interesting. Uh, okay. Uh, Shay, was there anything that caught your attention non Zelda related from the Nintendo Direct that we have not discussed? Um, very, very briefly. I didn't look too much into it. That. I don't know if we you guys already mentioned it that R-rated game that um just got announced. I can't remember what it's called or the mature rated game at least. The fuck is that's, that that's very vague. I can't uh, remember what it's called now. Can you just like the the screenshots you? of it looked pretty good. Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to look it up. Assassin's <laughs> Creed Three. Yes, that's <laughs> no. I'm surprised they're remaking that. To be honest with you, I, like out of all the Assassin's, it was somebody's games, rainy day project. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I have a theory that like the reason why they're remaking that one is because it has to deal with the colonial U.S. and you know, my theory something. was that they told somebody to remake Black Flag and they misheard them, mm. and by the time they checked in on them again, they were halfway done with remaking three. <laughs> There's shit you said. Assassin's There's a non-zero percent chance that that is exactly what happened. <laughs> Non-zero non percent chance. All that. my experience with game developers tell me that that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, Shay she looks that up. Um, I can't think of anything too like a lot of Dragon Quest, a lot of you know. Oh yeah, Dragon Quest. I'm actually excited to finally finish that when they put it on the Switch because it looks so much better than the version I already paid sixty dollars for. Yeah, yeah, that's fuck. Come on, Rich, don't do it. Don't buy it again. Don't do it. Uh, uh, I swear. Uh, you know, like this is the point where this is being recorded, and I should say, I swear, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do the exact opposite. I promise you, I will do that. <laughs> well, at least you're on it. 
that's all that yeah. matters. There's once they showed me that they're putting in the uh, the 3DS version aspects that we didn't get here, like the the graphic swapping between the 3DS versions and the full console versions. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you had me. Mm-hmm. Those sprites look so good. Um. Well, I Astral I honestly. Chain. <laughs> We just that talked was what about we were talking that. about. God damn it, Shay! Are you paying attention? We talked about it for ten minutes. That was what Fish was talking about. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about rear oh, okay. Hellblade. <laughs> oh, well, man, I couldn't I'm remember sorry. the name. That's why I said I couldn't remember the name. I didn't know it was Astral Chain. Mm. I didn't hear you guys mention it. It might have been the lag in my my stream. I didn't hear that. Okay, so sorry. I was just giving you shit. Yeah, that was the game, yeah. Fish. That's the plot of okay. games. Yeah, it looks um, good. Just okay. from the screenshots I've seen. It's no big deal, fish. When you talk, Shay generally just kind of falls asleep. You have a very peaceful. Voice. Yeah, Morgan, that's it. That's right. That's he's probably a, it. He has a relaxing voice. It, it soothes the fuck out of me. He does. Uh, the um, best Final Fantasy is on the Switch now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh yeah, that was something they announced, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Wait, no, they they have seven and nine on there now. Well, seven, seven, not yet, but nine's there oh. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, Fish, the best one isn't on there. Me and Fish agree. It's not. Yeah, nine's on there. I hear you. Yeah. We just said that. Come on, Fish. I'm leaving. I'm setting you up to defend. Is it, you're my teammate here. Nah. Look, I don't think Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah, is just a bad there, game. Like, if you want a piece of this ass, you're going to say something about that. <laughs> you defend Squall, damn it. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're gonna, I'm like getting you're picked gonna sit on there the... and let him talk about me that way. That's our dynamic. I'm getting picked on, and Fish just kind of goes, "Meh, not worth it." I can help him, but why not? Does it? Ever you literally feel... just spent like 30 seconds picking on me, so I I can see I can see that. Mm. <laughs> it was just playful. I mean, we I know we... I know, but you're bitching about the same thing you just did. I'm playing. We're playing. <laughs> play the game, right? How dare you play the game? Nobody play the game. No one um, plays it but me. It's literally my job to play the game. Oh. That's that's true. Hopefully, ours kind of as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Part time job. Um. So yeah. So on that note, I I guess we can kind of get right into it. Let's let's. We've waited long enough. Whew, and we got a lot of comments to get to. By the way, every Thursday. Uh, in this case, it was a Wednesday because I wanted to get on that direct hype. But um, every Thursday on the at Swordchomp Instagram, if, uh, if you don't follow it, you should. We do a question of the week, and we grab some of our favorite comments to read and discuss on the show. Um, but the big one was mostly about the announcement of, of course, Link's Awakening. Uh, the remake, the original Game Boy game, is coming to the Switch. Uh, and it's being remade. Uh, Josh is conducting with his arms. I can see him going all over the place. Uh, there was a nice... Like anime style cutscene, it was really dramatic. Everyone's watching the stream, like, oh shit, it's Zelda. And then they showed the gameplay. That's where things got interesting. And we have some polls about that too. I dropped some emergency polls on that as well. <sighs> all right. So first of all, just gonna kind of go around. Josh, how do you feel about when you saw this, about the trailer? You know, what was your sort of immediate thought? Um. My immediate thought is that I kind of miss the original music from that opening cutscene, which is just awesome, because mm. it's got like this really, really cool intro to the, you know, Zelda adventure theme that, you know, kind of leads through that storm there. 
um, that was missing. They didn't have any music until they actually got to the island, which was I think uh, that's what threw me off better uh, thematically. But still, I really missed that music. Yeah, maybe it'll be in the game, but it just wasn't in the promotional trailer because of maybe they didn't want to give it away. You know, like they're trying to keep the drama of the trailer. Um, so you're saying there's some there's some music in there that leads into the. Okay. Yeah, the intro, the intro to that that is like specifically related to that storm is uh one of the better Zelda tracks in the entire series, which is a bold statement cuz mm-hmm. I there's very few Zelda tracks that are not fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. But I I do have to agree with you. It's it's one of those, and again, like I could see what Morgan's saying, and I think I almost kind of agree with that. I don't know for sure, but I feel like they purposefully removed it to sort of like take the wind out of the spells, haha. Um, so you wouldn't immediately know (laughs) Know what what they were showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching it, it was exciting. Um, so yeah, what's your quick pitch before we? Go around Robin here, Josh. What's your excitement level for this after seeing the trailer? On a scale of 1 to 10, what are you at? Um, eh. A 7. It looked good. Okay. It looked good. It, they basically... They basically remade it. For everything they showed, it looks like it's going to play exactly the same as the original release. From yeah. what they showed. Like screens were identical so it looks like it's basically just a graphical overhaul that will play identically at least from what they showed us i'm curious about what you think there josh because i did notice one thing that i think is a significant difference and i could be mistaken um it looked to me like uh the shield was passive which it was not in the original awakening well they've got enough buttons now that it doesn't have to be its own item now, like yeah, it was. And that it was, was always a necessity on the GBA. Yeah, on the, like on you the were G- Game Boy, rather. You were kind of. Yeah, it was always an issue because really, you always wanted the shield, you always wanted the sword, but there were two buttons, so you could never have both. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, those two will be just constantly there, and then you'll have buttons for other items. So, I mean, hopefully it's not identical, identical, because there was a lot of going into menus to switch items. You ever watch people do a speed run of that game? Mm-hmm. Like, the item swapping alone, like, it, it's it's like we're playing a different game. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's insane. Yeah, just, just adding a few more buttons on there will, like, really, they could remake the game identically, but just having more item buttons will speed up the game so much. Oh, yeah. It'll just, it'll completely change the pacing, not having to be in the menu constantly. We never have too many buttons. Love buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fish, I saw you leaning forward. I, I know you had something to say about Zelda. I could see you mm-hmm. lurching toward the mic. Yeah. No, I kind of agree with Josh uh, as far as, like, the music goes. Like, I'm excited for, I, I really hope that, you know, that Ballad of the Windfish, uh, they kind of take a new fresh take on that, um, that, soundtrack there um because that was a shining um uh i guess uh moment in that game uh, when you finally get to collect all the pieces of the instruments um having only heard you know that instrument's part in the song and then finally rewarded with um that song at the very end uh so i'm very curious to see if they 
take it to another level or what? I'm not sure, but I I really hope they don't like just keep the original in there and I doubt they would. So that's something that I'm really excited for alone for this game as far as me playing it. So So you want like a Um, remaster or like a reimagining of that soundtrack, but still mm -hmm. keeping the same melodies and everything. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. Um, okay. Well, it seems like we hit the major thoughts. Uh, Shay, how are you in part? I mean, that was the big one. How are you feeling about it? I'm mixed. You know, actually, Link's Awakening was one of the few Zelda games I played and I really got into. I actually still have it lying around somewhere, um, boxed up in a box in my parents' attic. And it was it was a really good game. And I like, you know, I have a lot of memories with it. And seeing the the art style, it was, I don't know, parts of it are really enticing, and then parts of it just don't do anything for me. Like, the like we talked about it privately, the whole chibi-esque look just really doesn't do anything for me. And it makes it seem like it's trying to pander more to the younger audiences, like children. And I don't know, like... I don't think that any game should ever take itself too seriously. Um, that like when it's not warranted, like you look at something like Hellblade, sure. It should take itself seriously, but you look at something like Zelda, I don't think it should ever take itself too seriously, but that's just like when you imagine a, an art style of it, when it's remade or remastered, that's not what I imagined at all. So for me, it's just, it's hard to get excited for it. Um, to play it again with an art style that doesn't do anything for me, I guess. I mean, the the game, the core gameplay is still there, and that still makes it a good game. That still makes it a, you probably should play this game, but art style is such a big thing in something like a Zelda game. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there, were, there was a, there was a one scene in that uh, trailer where, like they zoomed in t- onto that owl that you talked to in the forest, and I swear to God, it, it remind I had flashbacks of Blathers from Animal Crossing. I was just <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so fucking weird. Um, and that's yeah. actually a really good point, Fish. It almost seems samey, like to a lot of other Nintendo IPs in a way. Like it, it's almost- this weird mm-hmm. inoffensive look. I guess is the way to put it. Where like yeah. it, it doesn't <clears throat> hold up to the sprite work. It's nothing that's going to blow yeah. you away. And if it wasn't something that was such a known quantity to me that I know this is a fantastic game, I might not take a second look at it. Yeah. I exactly. think the biggest issue right. with the art style is, like I was saying, it, is, it looks like they are essentially trying to make a one-to-one remake of it. Like, the screens were mm. literally yeah. identical. Like... So because of that, they have to make a link that is essentially a cube in order for hitboxes yeah. and everything to make it play and feel the same. And um, I'm sure yeah. that's limiting. Yeah. yeah they're they're way, essentially yeah. stuck making mm-hmm. a 3D Zelda that on screen fills up the exact same space as the original Game Boy sprite. Which is weird, because I think if they would have just kept the general, like, if it wasn't shot for shot, but almost, like, 90% the same, you know what I mean? Maybe the proportions were a lot. I think people would still love it. 
if if they took a you know what I mean like yeah the, well I'm sure it could be different because there's no reason it would just to have take a screen different degree of care like from what they showed yeah, there weren't screens because yeah. the Game Boy had such a small pixel count this hard yeah, cut yeah of, there was yeah. There, were, there were no moving screens like it was all you were just on a grid yeah um, you know there's one thing to consider maybe like just a trailer is just showing like the shot for shot um aspect of it to, to you know just to entice the fans but maybe mm-hmm. it's gonna be different too you know like that's Who also knows? a possibility yeah. you know you look we won't at know until we see all more. the stuff with resident evil 2 when they, they were hyping it um yeah. that it wasn't a one-to-one or it was it was very similar they showed a lot of one-to-one screenshots but when you play resident evil 2 the remake they yeah. they reworked a lot of stuff in there and it made the game feel really fresh and yeah. worthy of a remake and this might be the same scenario totally yeah, i'm it sure there will like... be additional dungeons because they added additional dungeons when they remade it on the game boy color and that's that, uh, yeah. Just, dx yeah yeah this it just historically the remakes of this game add a little bit of something to it um, and for sure yeah. the DX content's there. I'd be shocked if the DX content was stripped. Yeah, even though that wasn't the best dungeon ever, I'm, there's no way they'd remove the DX content. And I have to Would imagine make sense too. that just because of the pedigree there, they'd kind of want to flex and add in at least one more dungeon, just like the, the first remake mm-hmm. did. No doubt. Um, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it just, like, to bring it back, it's... Yeah, it's just hard to get really excited for this game. Like the 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 basic premise is there, and that basic premise is awesome. And I understand like the the graphical um, what's it, limitations with something like a Game Boy Color. But to me, in that scenario, the less is more approach of that game works so well in a graphical and artistic direction sense. And the fact that they've kind of granted it's their own IP, but they've taken this different art direction just really, really, yeah. really, I don't know why it just, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get past well, it. And well, I know it's kind of a silly thing, but it's for essentially me, it's just, the same art direction selling. they've gone with the last couple DS games. Um, which I think doesn't really stand out that much because I, I kind of feel like they're trying to get away from the obvious. Let's use cell shading because they can accomplish so much and make it really ridiculously charming. But anytime they do that, you're obviously immediately getting comparisons to the Wind Waker. Naturally. Yeah. yeah and that I, I think that they're trying to avoid that. And because they're trying so hard to avoid it, they're, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't it, feel like it feels like they're going the opposite direction and making strong. everything samey. It just yeah, feels like, yeah. like art direction wise, mm-hmm. a lot of the Nintendo. Uh, games that have come out recently to me, and I understand yeah. there can be a difference in opinion, that a lot of it just feels very similar, art direction wise, and it yeah. feels it's like, like I really they're just like taking the up, same but... guy and moving into different games yeah. and different IPs, and it's like, alright, make this, alright, make this, alright, make this. And that's all the tie back to Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the uh, thing there, like, I got my hopes up with that completely animated intro, yeah, which was essentially using the same key art that the original one did um and that looked amazing yeah it did it looked amazing it did it, it, it kind of really got did. my hopes up i as much as i didn't really enjoy the game itself the art style from skyward sword is something i we need to see again like i would love to see them take that 
watercolor, like watercolor approach yeah. to a Zelda game again. Like well, that, that would have been a perfect fit for something like this. Yeah. I don't, well, it's. Go ahead, Morgan. Sorry, sorry. You guys, no, you guys have a lot of. I every time I go to say something, you guys are saying something, but it's mostly what I'm, I'm thinking. So it's good. You guys are, you guys are saying a lot of things yeah. I agree with. I was, I was just gonna say that it's odd to me because by having sort of an animated style intro. That even though they're trying to move away from that style, it seems like a natural fit. And and you know, yeah. the thing that's frustrating me is the Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks had that had a great style to them, but they were really limited by the the DS hardware. Like I was just like imagining how beautiful this game would look in that in that cart. And like I don't know why I feel like all Zelda games should look kind of cartoony. And now now I, now I sound like the devil. But do you carry you know, a torch for the Wind Waker? They, I do. That was the one that made me fun. But objectively, think about it. The Wind Waker and Breath of Wild are the most gorgeous looking Zelda games, right? So objectively, and that's I, I just that's, it works. They're, they're some of the best looking. I for like sure. to to kind of Josh's in your point. If they were to use that same art style for this one then you run the risk of that feeling samey in itself you know like part of the reason yeah. oh, why it's the switch watercolor games this other game are, are so yeah are so charming is because it's so few and far yeah. in between because of how much work goes into making a game mm-hmm. look like a watercolor game and the one thing that i know you know like i haven't always been as heavily involved as say josh or rich in the legend of zelda uh franchise but or ip direction whatever you want to call it um one of the things that i've always noticed is each game or you know like two games in between those they always change the art direction to make it feel different and i understand you have only so many options to do that and like you know there are exceptions like you look at uh ocarina of time and majora's mask they largely look the same in terms of art direction and those are those are in terms of them almost being like the idea of Majora's Mask is so directly tied to Ocarina and yeah, it was almost like yeah. right. It's the same engine. The idea they spit it same, out in a year. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. They just but, rehashed assets because they're like, listen, we poured so much into creating these assets, we can make a whole other game out of them. Uh-huh. And so they did. Right. And there there's yeah. something to that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like I guess in a way, this is a new art direction for zelda but it just it feels like one that doesn't fit the zelda world at the end of the day uh, yeah to me I, it, the, the thing to me is it feels like it doesn't fit the zelda world in the fact that it's unremarkable which is something that exactly you don't really ever uh-huh. say about zelda exactly well, it's cute it, but it, it's not remarkable it, is well and this is an issue like i mentioned this before that mm. with their handheld releases they've essentially gone with upscaled pixel art is kind of been the thing like you even you look at like um a link between worlds which was amazing that was a great game but it was essentially trying as much as possible to look exactly like a link to the past yes just 3d and this i feel like that's exactly what they're doing here let's try as much as possible to make this look exactly like Link's Awakening but 3D. But 3D. And that has to come from a fear of not wanting to offend any of the original fans. I imagine yes. that comes from a fear of not wanting to offend yeah. the loyal fans. But it's so hard to offend me. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. I, I don't okay, know. Well, I will that, say this. That being I, said, it's not bad. It's just not unique. Unremarkable. 
is yes. the, is the issue. Well, there's a lot of comments from the... I don't want to cut you guys off, but we have a lot of comments yeah. from listeners, and you guys can respond to those too. But I got one word for you guys. Tunic. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the art style for Tunic? It's like... Yeah. It's sort of closer to what Josh is talking about. Um, but and maybe Nintendo saw that. Well, it's probably in development for too long to say that they try to avoid that. But Tunic is kind of copying Zelda, almost ridiculously so. And yet, yeah. <laughs> it has even yeah. that has more. I've I've played builds of Tunic, and t- Tunic's a really well put together game. But you know what? I hadn't even connected those. But yeah, there there is a, a distinct similarity there. Yeah, and it's like but, so but, ridiculously strong looking, just as far as like an isometric perspective, looking down at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like, I feel like more work should have gone into making this game look good from the original angle that the game was Mm -hmm. from, because like, Mm -hmm. even in right work or no, no, no. Like, well, I mean, they could have just gone ahead and just, you know, Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Done something like that. Oh, that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how cool cool, that was? But, but. I mean, even just making the models read a little bit better from top down, because I don't know if you noticed, in a lot of the cutscenes, the camera will zoom in on people so you can actually see animations and stuff. So it looks like they're going to put more effort into those conversations. And mm-hmm. but, eh, I don't know. Like, just anyway. Tell we'll me, tell keep, me, you guys disagree. The yes, let's let's move. This is the so last thing I'll say, and you guys don't have to respond to this if you don't want to. But mm-hmm. I'll just say that. It's not a cheap game, but that art direction can sometimes come off cheap because there are a lot of low-budget games that use a similar style because of their limitations. Uh, yeah. And, and that is tricky because I don't think it's going to be a cheap game. Obviously, Nintendo, the fidelity looks incredible. But, uh, mm-hmm. And the thing to me is I don't necessarily think the strongest points of, a Link's, Awaken- of Link's Awakening in particular are the art. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was I a think Game Boy look- game. Yeah. Yeah, but when you look at the narrative of that game, it's so important even now because it's a thing that would never happen now. It's that that game's storyboard is like the result of a bunch of people sitting in a dimly lit room chain smoking and watching Twin Peaks. Oh, like that sounds like a fun night. It's mm-hmm. just a different era of like they're like we're going to put whatever the fuck we want in here. Like just the yeah. all the weird shit going on for this dreamscape. Like there's Chain Chomps, Yoshi's there, Kirby's there. Just all these things that are immediately meant to draw your attention towards something's not right here. Yeah. And weird conversations with the townsfolk. It's yeah. It's so good. Well, you guys spoiled the game for me, so now I know what's going on. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's only 100 years old. Yeah. Um, all right, so some good comments to get to. Let's see. Donald K. Hogan said, It does not immediately appeal to me. Honestly, doesn't do much at first glance to visually differentiate itself from the numerous clones in the mobile and portable gaming spaces. Maybe getting my hands on it will help it, though. Um. Fair. Uh, and these, the, all these comments are about the Nintendo Direct as well, too. So, um, let's see. Lizzie Mueller said, our good friend Lizzie underscore Mueller said, Tetris Battle Royale is both the most hilarious and genius thing I've ever seen. So, <laughs> that, yeah. that was like a shocking moment for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I instantly downloaded that as soon as I knew it was real. Like, that is... Yeah, it's not a joke. This is a real thing. Yeah, just instant download. Like, there's... Yeah. Such a cool idea. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna drop a bomb on Rich, so I'll wait till he comes back because you guys will laugh. Um, let's see. Naaman said Astral Chain caught me off guard. 
Goes to show Nintendo finally is adding mature content while staying grounded with their usual IP. That word mature. That big one. Uh, that's what Shay called it, the yeah. mature game. I don't know about it finally, because they've had a that's deal with Platinum for several years now. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah since yeah. nobody bought the Wii U. Yeah. New people. Yeah, are, and they've had... Yeah. Yeah. And they've had Resident Evil games and stuff on there before, but I get what he's saying. Yeah. You know, not every... Yeah, every mm-hmm. There's a lot on there that's kid-centric. Um, let's see. Andy Yerd said, we're going to see another Zelda title in maybe three to four years, just considering how big games will be now. They stick to Breath of the Wild format. But I wouldn't be opposed to past games coming to the Switch, like Ocarina of Time and Tourist Math, Wind Waker, etc. You know, one of the biggest crimes to me is that you can't get the Wind Waker HD remake on the Switch. That's That seems unfair, because... You have to have a Wii U for that thing. Mm-hmm. And that was a really great game. Um, I'm trying. Let's see. There's a lot here, <laughs> man. We got some cra- We got some really passionate comments about that art style. This is gonna get fun. So I'm kind of building up to it. Um, Hurricane Colt said the new Platinum game, Astral Chain, was my MVP. And seeing Bloodstained having a release date. Yeah. Um, release window. Well, yeah, release window. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Very very vague release window. Yeah. The gameplay they showed actually looked really good too. Like, yeah, they're. They're, they're getting there. It looked a little rough for the first couple, you know, demos and stuff that they showed, but it's it's starting to look pretty impressive, so. And Ritual of the Night uh, kind of reinvigorated. Yeah. Uh, was my spirit, like, they didn't know what they're doing, because. Yeah, yeah. It, that was good. Like, this is supposed to be, hey, we're doing Symphony of the Night, and they sure as fuck did Castlevania 3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I was playing that with, they released it. I'm a backer for Bloodstained. And they, yeah, like, all of a sudden, they just kind of shipped out codes for that. Like, hey, guys, like, here's this other thing that you got. And I, like, yeah. I didn't even pay attention. I'm like, oh, I'll turn this on. I was just sitting there with, with Fish one day. Like, let's let's see what this joke of a game is. And it was fucking good. Yeah. It was like, like, hey, we good, good. We got, we, we got bored and we made Castlevania 3. Here you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was like this free yeah, tie-in funny. that you got if you were a backer. And it was it was good. <laughs> and they put it out immediately for non-backers, too. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, hey, 10 bucks, here's this thing. And I was like, yeah, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. That is cool. Uh, our good friend Sector 7 Item Shop said, someone get me a towel? Um, implying that she was either crying or, I don't know, something else. Um, so I said, uh, because you're crying? Because it looks so bland? <laughs> to which she said, uh, shut up. It's cute. Mm-hmm. So that's where it ended. <laughs> uh uh let's see here oh a couple go to- a lot of people are like um Ishhead said what are you talking about it looks fantastic um there's some that really surprised so our good friend headquarters i'll give him a shout out here because even though i disagree with them there's a lot of passion here um link's awakening is my favorite legend of zelda game i am elated i love the enemy cutscenes and the art direction looks beautiful fuck any other game coming out this year well that's that's all extreme but hey <laughs> um i've played every release of the game boy version and i cannot wait to get my hands yeah. on this one um, and it didn't specifically address the well he said it looks beautiful the art direction looks beautiful okay that's my thing I would say I have a lot of respect for headquarters and a lot of people that are excited about this but I'm not sure if I'd use the word beautiful maybe he meant to say bland and it autocorrected <laughs> uh, I don't gotcha, know like gotcha, it was weird like in some spots the art direction looked better Um, like I don't know if you noticed that. i think like, the environments look the in- better than the character models like the water me. and stuff yeah, yeah like because yeah. yeah yeah exactly like like i feel like there's a lot going on there that you know 
the, the character, character model is so the least remarkable part that yeah like you kind of need something I, else going yeah. on there and like the bright overworld lighting wasn't doing it as many favors as like some of the other zones they showed I'm telling you there's going to be two layers of twist now that you guys have told me the first one and it's going to be like cuz everyone's saying it looks like a toy very smooth and plastic it's going to pan back at the very end it's going to be like the Lego movie and where Will Ferrell was like a real human breaking the fourth wall and it's going to be like, you know, Miyamoto playing with his Zelda toys. Well, way to spoil cool. the Lego movie for everyone. <laughs> mm. Yeah, sorry. Mm. You should, you should say, that's, I thought that was like one of the most geniusly silly and ridiculous ideas, but I, I thought it was cool they went for it. That, that's the kind of thing that would make me go, oh my shit. Like, if they were saying it's a, no, they couldn't say it's about toys because it makes no sense. That's what's weird. It looks like a toy, but it's not really about toys. That's weird, right? All right, anyways. And at the end of this podcast, it zooms out and it's me playing with action <laughs> figures of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is actually. Oh, Dark weird. Helmet, you're so tall and strong. <laughs> Knock on my door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple other quick ones. This comment I had to read. With all due respect to Christina, she said, "Not my favorite style. I kind of hate the look of the tunish Zelda games." Ex- um, I'm always a fan of playing them, nonetheless. Except Wind Waker. I hate that one. What? Thank what? you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What is this? Wow, what a wrong opinion. Hmm. All, there's no such thing as the wrong opinion, but that one is wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, not, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to tag her because that's, <laughs> man, that's... I'm not going to tag her in the podcast. She can't know that exists. DMs are open. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, Ralph is fat, so he's expecting a Persona game to be announced. Didn't happen. Um... I, I never would have expected that. We're going to get a. a Persona games are announced with, like, vague JPEGs six years after the last game. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, okay, I can't read them all, so let's just do one more. Um, Kilty Gamer said, huh? I mean, that's a great choice for a Zelda remake. It's an amazing game, but the style seems a little lazy, like Secret of, like the Secret of Mana remake. If they had redone it in the Breath of the Wild yeah. engine, that would have been... Yeah, that's another one that... The, the Mana remake looked real... Oh, God. The pixel art the on that game was some of the best of the generation, and then they did that to it. And they put out a remake of Secret of Mana right after they released the SNES Classic, where you could play the real version yeah, of it. Yeah, like the real thing! And then they gave you that! And you're like, eh, hey, there you go. <laughs> this isn't that bad. It's, it's, no, not it's, no. Yeah, no. It's it's no, not no. on that level at all. But that I also do, might be. In I, part, I feel you though. There's not a lot of great ways to play Link's Awakening otherwise either. That's yeah, it hasn't had a release since the Game Boy Color. It's <laughs> like ah, yeah. I gotta suffer through this horrible. I will say this: this is the thing I'm the most proud of, and it makes me feel like an asshole because I had I was forced to trick Chomp Nation this week, and I'm not proud of it. All right, I'm not proud of it. Okay, I'm pretty proud. I am pretty proud. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think um, I have Link's Awakening digitally on my 3DS, so that's a, a solid way to play that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only way oh, to play yeah. it on the 3DS because they stopped supporting the any. Yeah, they stopped supporting those cartridges before you could get it digitally. Um. Anyways, about tricking people. Uh, sorry, Shay. I don't want to cut you off. Um, what I did was with the two emergency polls. I said the first poll was, "What do you think of the style in general? It's controversial." I was surprised. It came back 67%. Let's just round that up. 70% of the audience said they thought it was adorable and they loved it. That surprised me. Zelda fans are very nice. Uh, and then the next question was, 
It looks like a pop figurine. Those horrible Funko Pops. And 77% of the audience agreed. So basically what they're saying is that they like the look of the pop figurines. And I thought those things were condemned by humanity. Am I alone in this? They, they should be condemned by humanity. Uh-huh. Um, you know when Funko Pops, when I condemned them, when they released the Mega Man line and I had to look at Mega Man's dead eyes? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I, I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh-huh. Um, that was but, the straw that broke the Funko yeah. Back. That being said, I do see the the narrative line they're connecting there. Like, yeah, they do kind of look like Funko Pops, just on a scale me... reason. Like the the you know size of the head compared to everything else. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the eyes. It's the eyes. But yeah, the smooth toy look. Yes, the dead eyes, like, really. It's I think uncanny. I think the idea of collectible bobbleheads of nerdy things isn't a horrible idea. But whoever decided. That's how we're going to make all their eyes. Someone needs to, you know, but guys, remember when them they announced from all of recorded history? Like, <laughs> we remember just... when they announced the Gears of War Funko Pop game? Everybody loved that. Mm. It needs to be like in the, the Handmaid's <laughs> Tale when they burn all the books. Everyone's just yes, burning every yeah, book no, in civilization. Yeah, no, like every mention of this human being's name, whoever decided that's how we're going to do the eyes of Funko Pops, just, just completely remove them from. His Every morning, Jim Funko. I, I wake no, Jim up and I. Funko. Just, <laughs> uh, how you doing, Jim Funko? His eyes look like that. Yeah. Like he's a human <laughs> man with these. Eyes. Like, what do you we mean? We feel really bad. We're like, oh my god, that's what he looked like. Now, he's yeah, it's called Funko syndrome. <laughs> Funko syndrome. <laughs> oh fuck. You ever see that? And like, that's how bad you you know you have a bad disease, and the doctor's like, ah, you got a disease. It's pretty rare. And like, how rare, doc? He's like, you get to pick the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I've never had funny doc. So how rare? Congratulations. <laughs> You're the only one with it. Oh man, that art style. It's fun though because that thing turns some. They they must have known they were gonna turn some heads with that thing, for for better or worse. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It was all Reggie's idea. <laughs> uh, but I want to say thank you for everyone who commented. Uh, like I said, every Thursday, we'll have more of those. Our community means the world to us. Even if we read your comment and we playfully poke fun at you, we respect everyone's opinions, except that one girl who said the shit up, talk shit about Windmaker. <laughs> and again, my DMs are open. <laughs> yes, Rich's DMs are open. Um, we can hash uh, this out. And if you want to support us, if you're not too mad at us, go to patreon.com slash Again, patreon.com slash sword chomp look for the vip tier it's got rare videos uh pictures inside jokes about fish's valentine's day that you don't want to miss it's a great compliment to the show um so it was a great direct it's gonna be a lot of fun we got a lot of stuff to talk about so we're gonna move on but first a word from a man giving us a word about our sponsor okay first sponsor this ad has been brought to you by two girls one mic the porn cast Starring the hosts, Yvette and Alice. They discuss everything porn-related, delving deep. <sighs> deep. Into multiple subjects, such as reviewing films, discussing the industry, and topics that are porn-sex adjacent. They are often joined by guests on the show. Actually, the one I most recently listened to was them interviewing film director Leroy Myers. They have even gotten Tom Arnold on too the show to discuss who's Nalen Palin. I know I'm not. They have a great rapport 
and her li- <laughs> <laughs> and our <laughs> and they're hilarious. This is a great ad read. I highly recommend giving them a listen. Honestly. I mean that. They're actually, they're really funny. And they're really knowledgeable. They actually have multiple science degrees. But go ahead and check them out at twogirlsonemike.com. And their Twitter handle is twogirlsonemikepod. So thank you, Yvette and Alice, for yeah. this sponsorship. For this episode. It, thank you. It's a great name. That's a great name for a podcast. I'm surprised that how was that not taken? That's a good one. I can tell I you, know. I'm gonna actually subscribe to that because that sounds fucking fascinating. No. <laughs> um, I've been thinking a lot about uh, battle royale games this week. Um, we because of like Apex Tetris. Legend, <laughs> like Tetris, Apex Legend. I'm doing a lot of the the weird Red Dead uh, Royale thing, Gun Rush, and I did a poll about Apex Legend that we can talk about as well. Um, so. Well, we talked about Apex Legends a lot already, but it's still the hot thing right now. Um, we haven't got your opinion, of course, Rich. Do you have uh, what's your hot take on Apex Legends? I I like Apex Legends, which is nuts. Uh, I like Titanfall a lot, which is what made me want to try this in the first place. Uh, and I I sort of delved into plenty of other battle royales. Um, I think this is so fleshed out in the right ways, though. There's so many really great quality of life things in there. Like for example. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> Apex Legends oh. does not feel the need to make me. It mm-hmm. like there is a prompt for everything and I I fucking love that. I also I love the concept of a jump master because I hate making decisions. Um, <laughs> but you can be the jump master. It yeah, can be and you. I can hold a button to relinquish it as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning a lot about you, mm-hmm. Rich. Yeah. Uh there's like I'll be the jump master if I'm playing with people I know, but if I'm with strangers, I'm just like oh, after you. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there's just there's a lot going on in there. The shooting feels tight. It it feels like Titanfall in a lot of the right ways, minus wall running and Titans. Uh, I I I really like it. This might be the 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 battle royale to dethrone Fortnite. I think. Yeah, for you, or do you think like accurate for? For, uh, I think that's an accurate general. statement because, like, I know that tens of millions of people logged on the first week it was um, released, and I know it's like I was looking at Twitch. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. It has over a qu- like it normally has about a quarter of a million people streaming it at one time. That doesn't even count the viewership. So yeah. I know it's a huge game and, and right this now. Is- the biggest like the smartest thing they did was like it's so polished like they didn't yeah. put in any sort of beta access or anything like that which differentiates it from like there's still plenty to learn and change but that's just what happens when you're doing a game as a service like this thing launched ready to go without any major issues just looking great it had a good count on the champions uh and then the the paid ch- uh legends i guess i should say uh were a little bit more of the experimental ones, and the only yeah. real thing it has going against it is uh, the incredibly unremarkable name. It's it's like EA has never heard of SEO. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Like, what what two words uh, can we put in there that are in literally every other game title? And there is, um, to my understanding, because I think Apex just rolls off the tongue more. Uh, there's an Xbox exclusive racing series called Apex. So maybe that's what stopped this from happening. There hasn't hmm. been one of these games in years, 
But from what I understand, like that vernacular, I guess, is still in their their wheelhouse. Yeah, and like the thing was like Morgan, and, and for good reason, gave me shit for it. Um, when when I heard it was first announced, um, it was originally being called the the Titanfall uh, Battle Royale, and mm. I I even think like that has a bit of a catchier name than in than Apex Legends, really, because. I, Titan I mean, Royale. Yeah, Titan Royale would have been cool. But uh, no, I agree with you, Rich. I think one of the strongest things about this game that it has going for it is it released ready to go. You know, it didn't it yeah. didn't release yeah. in any kind of beta phase. And I think that's what's really selling it for a lot of people. It is tight enough and it is um, fun. The, 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 sh- the slight issues that they had at the beginning, which is they weren't, you know, prepared for that many people to play at once. So server issues have mostly been fixed. Be. They've yeah. mostly been fixed at this point. And like those yeah. are yeah. understandable yeah, issues they... at the beginning. Like Pokemon Go, one of the biggest phenomenons we had ever seen a few years ago, had the same issue. So it's I mean these it's are an understandable that, issue. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't understand and kind of it's almost like you they forget it every time it happens. <laughs> the way the internet works is such like, ramshackled nonsense that it's like, yeah. this is gonna happen, and there's no way to fix it until it happens. Right? Yeah, and well, like, no real and thing way to I be think prepared. People forget too is like, oh, it's a free game, up. but it should fucking work uh, yeah. right now because I want yeah. it right now. You can't like, start up ready like, for free thirty game. million people. Here's yeah, thirty dollars. Yeah. Make me look like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put that on your gravestone. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I will say this. I've been think. I've I honestly been thinking a lot about this because it's more about personal reflection and taste as opposed to like criticisms. Because like the game itself, for a free game as well, is is very well made. The only like actual criticism I have, and I was showing fish this when I when I was playing it, is a lot of the textures and like the water and stuff are it, not super detailed. But it's to be expected. It, it's a free game. It still looks pretty good, and it's got um, a robot that's constantly talking about his grappling hook. It, it yes, and that's important. Um, but I think that the the reason I'm more in like with it than in love with it is just preference. Like I was telling the guys last week, Rich, that I prefer the the lonely battle royales, and I like to take it back the, to the like, PUBG sort of experience. Yeah, I get mo- that. Yes, yeah, because I like to be alone. I like like the other day I was, I I you, saved fish's ass. It gives ass you more time to this, lie to yourself and pretend you're doing well. <laughs> well, <laughs> the one thing I think everyone is, else is the problem. I th- I think the reason liked it people like this game so much is valid. I think it's because it's an iteration on the battle royale. I think it actually loses some of the thing like the tension of a battle royale game to me because I'm in a team and like I just looked up. We did a lot of running. All of a sudden, there was three squads left. I didn't really feel any tension, but that's a. I, I think that's more a result of the team nature of it for me. I'm not, not saying not that, even necessarily the teams. That's the faster nature of these smaller royales of like, they're, they're more closely knit. They push the action in faster. And I get what you're saying. I think they're a different thing. And I have a different appreciation for say the PUBG style. Cause even in a squad, PUBG takes much longer. It's this sort of me- slow methodical. All right, let's wait really carefully and plan our approach kind of battle royale. Like even with a squad of four in PUBG, I would always keep in mind, like, settling into a match. Like, this could be anywhere from 10 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I saw fish leaning. Uh, I played the other day with fish, and it, that's the thing. Like I, I saved his ass and he went down, and the guy basically just put up his shield, and I couldn't hit him because he was against the wall. And then his friend came. I couldn't move out to save fish because the second I stepped out, his friend shot me. And that's the beautiful thing about the game is that you work together as a team. The problem is that that's not necessarily the thing I've enjoyed most about these sorts of games. Like one of the things I really enjoy about the it's not the Red Dead Royale is not a pure Royale game. It's like I think 32 players is the most you can get. Uh, I might have to cover yours for this, Josh. That's my 10 seconds of Red Dead talk. 100 um, but, <laughs> cowboys jump off of a horse. Well, it's it's weird because you just you don't jump out of a plane. You just start. It's more like um like the the beginning of like the Hunger I, Games. I thought you were going to start going. You don't jump out of a plane because they haven't been invented yet. Well, <laughs> man, if you jump that, I like the. <laughs> Why, yeah, the, why couldn't like, they do the hot air balloon from that one segment in Red Dead 2? Just oh, cowboys man, catapulting yeah. out of a hot air balloon. <laughs> uh, spoilers. No, but you just you just start and you run toward the weapons. It kind of has a Hunger Games vibe where like at the beginning of the Hunger Games, everyone runs for that pile of weapons and they all murder each other right at the beginning. You remember that? Where yeah. it's, it's a little bit more like that. There's a lot of tension. It's extremely detailed because it's a $60 game. And I'm actually, I think I'm good at it because there's no body armor and stuff like that. If I, if I get the uh. drop on someone, they're dead. Like, a lot of these games, everyone's better than me, so, like, I get the drop on them, it means nothing. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. In all of these games, everyone's better than me. But sometimes they slip up. And that's when you get them. Yeah. So, I guess it's true, and it's just a preference thing. I actually think, the one thing I really liked, I was playing uh, Bloodhound, and I had a lot of fun using his ability where you could, like, see people through walls and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, He's the the tracker fellow. Yeah, that's my favorite. I'm I'm a fan of uh, Pathfinder because he grappling hooks everywhere. Have you ever actually been in a situation? This is the thing I don't get. People have all these cool stories, but I've never been in a situation where I've actually fought anyone using a zip line or sliding or anything like that. Uh, it, it's more in in the line of like uh, Pathfinder really works well in certain team settings where it's setting up a grappling hook to sort of reach a good vantage point and. Uh, Kind of get 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 in a good sniper position, and there are plenty of really good long range weapons in Apex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's maybe yeah. It's just weird because I everyone has these cool stories about killing people from the zip line, and I'm like, I've, I've never, I'd never even see how that yeah. could happen. The, I <laughs> Every time the, I fight someone, the most unique thing about this one is that all abilities are essentially friendly fire abilities. Um, where you set up a grappling, you know, you set up a zip line so you can grapple to the other end. Enemies can use it too. You set up like a, yeah. a teleport from one spot to another. Enemies can use it too. Like everything you do has trade-offs in this game and it works really well because of it. It's not like you push a button and all of a sudden you win. Like it gives you some unique situation that you can put yourself in and whether or not you can actually take advantage of it. And the cooldowns are so varied. Yeah. Like whereas like you know, certain characters have these much more powerful abilities with like ridiculous cooldowns. Whereas, say you're playing as uh, Pathfinder, and his his lower level ability is just a personal grappling hook, and the cooldown on that is like nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Because who yeah. cares? You're just grappling to a building. Well, and that's a good one. It's just that's the thing. It's all about the team. Like we had a good time with the t- doing some team based stuff in Fortnite, but that's not the only way to play. This game is designed around playing with friends, and if that experience isn't good for you, then the game probably won't work. For I you. think duos and solos are for sure coming. I Do would you? Be okay, sh- See, yeah. solos. I would be interested. That's something I'd be interested in for sure. But I just feel like a lot of the things in the game, like how would the tagging really play into the solo play? You know what I mean? Why would you have to tag anything? Um, I mean, you wouldn't, but. Also, 
that's something you want in for the group play. Like, there's no reason to not have it. No, no, I'm just saying a lot of they've they've done a lot of smart decisions based around the team stuff. So I just wonder if the single player, which is why for have... sure they launched with ju- the uh, just the three man squads. But I think there's a certain demand for people who want solo play, and so they'll put that in there. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing, but it feels like the iteration, right? It feels like PUBG and Fortnite were the original. Now we're on to phase two, where people are taking the idea and sort of. Uh, evolving it so yeah give it a year and blizzard will release its perfect version of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i yeah that's that's what they do fish give me your apex legends thoughts come on man we played a couple rounds together we had fun we 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 tagged each other's penises Mm -hmm. we couldn't tag yours or vaginas fish (laughs) do you want to talk to the detective about what morgan just said (laughs) (laughs) where did the man tag you Uh, no, it's a uh, it's it's a lot of fun to play that game. Like, I don't know. Like, it seemed like a year ago we were, we were already down on uh, battle royale games, saying, "Oh, they're making another battle royale games," and a lot of them have come and gone, and some of them haven't even had their time as far as like playing, as far as people playing them and their popularity. Um, but for some reason, Apex Legends is very popular, and um, I-, I guess it's because of that weird three-man crew that you run around and the different classes that you get. Um, I think that's unique enough in the Battle Royale situation to, uh, I guess, pique people's interest and engage them in a way that they haven't been engaged in previous Battle Royale games. Um, and I, I find it, 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 I find all the characters like they're, they're all well balanced and no one actually feels overbalanced mm-hmm. or overpowered as far as like when you come across them in the game. Like there was one person that like used that teleport thing and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And the enemy tel- made like their little portal and I was like, oh, a portal. And I ran through it <laughs> and it was just <laughs> a trap essentially for them waiting for the enemy to come through that portal and they I killed me. I that one as well. Hmm. Yeah. I was just like, hmm, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that again. So, um, it, 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 those classes definitely add a certain, um, deeper level, I guess, as far as like customization and uh, different tactics you could take in a team based game. And, um, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I don't know how long it could, you know, how long, I, I guess it depends on, I guess the respawn at this point to, um, show how much support they're going to show for this game and, um, what they're going to be releasing and coming out with as far as patches go with well, that it's game. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Fish, because one of the polls we did was, is Apex Legends going to be engaging for the long haul? And 71% mm-hmm. of our audience said that they think it will be, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think just balance wise it's already just up there. Like it feels so good. It allows you to do more based off of skill, which is something a lot of them don't. A lot of them feel super super random. Um but yeah, I just I feel like just, it just telegraphs everything mm-hmm. so well. 
that like the even if uh, you notice like armor classes and stuff like you have those rankings where it's like blue purple whatever yep and when you're shooting someone like the numbers coming off them telegraph to you what sort of uh body armor they're wearing like just little yeah, details cool. like that yeah, yeah. make it work so well yeah yeah and like i said those are small quality of life things that we appreciate because yeah. we're yeah, just, yeah, just the whole thing's so much snappier like everything about the bu- it. yeah like that's the bulk yeah. of it is them watching this genre they have an understanding for what works and what doesn't work, so they were able to hone in on these like mm-hmm. quality of life changes. Yeah, mm-hmm. menu music's really good too. I love that menu music. Um, Unfortunately, so... I have to have Origin on my PC, but you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the o- the only downside. Yeah. Although, although, and oddly enough, I was I sent a picture to the guys earlier this week. I downloaded Origin for this game and found out I had two other games on there somehow. Already, I already had uh, the original Dragon <laughs> Age. Yeah, I had I had Populous <laughs> and uh, Dead Space Three on there somehow. That's so like, weird. I don't the, I don't know why these are the here. Yeah, just like install. And then thing. Josh fell in love with Dead Space Three. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, just, just looking for my co-op partner. Yeah, it it'll be fun to see how that plays out down the road. Uh, and I would say to anyone who's like me, who maybe if you want something a little more primitive, like the PUBG or like the, the Red Dead Royale might be more for you. Um, but I want to team up with Shay and Fish because the game is growing on me. So I'd like to do a full team because when me and the best round we had, the guy who was leading us around, I feel like he led us into death. So, um, and Fish was like blindly following this guy, which wasn't a bad idea, but Fish like, let's follow this guy. He knows what he's doing. I'm like, all right, let's well, follow him. So we just followed him, and he led us right into this like ambush around a rock, and we all died. I doubt that so, was on purpose. I don't... No, 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 it wasn't on purpose. Like, he seemed like a good player, but like the, the last squad, the last couple squads that were left were working really well as a team. I mean, they threw a smoke down. I went to revive Fish in the smoke, but at a safe angle. The friends were coming around the side. I mean, they just wiped us in like 10 seconds so uh, that's just apex legumes yeah mm-hmm. I feel it. um let's see a lot of stuff to talk about let's get the polls out of the way real quickly here we got some other games and you guys want to talk um war groove and i want to ask rich real briefly about uh resident evil before we uh we we call this one good um before we get to the polls though you may notice this a lot on poll day we have a sponsor sword chomp is sponsored by sassy d merch they are good friends of ours and they make some really incredible stuff i know you've probably seen it rich it's like erotic gag gifts have you seen the penis pikachu rich have you seen I, it i i have actually i have in fact seen that and um once you so, see it you it's a product and a half <laughs> it really is um and uh, basically they make uh, like fun erotic gifts um a lot of their stuff is is nerd themed as well like they have sort of a smash brothers like montage and they release a new thing um, but but they do really cool stuff. So they sponsor us, and they're awesome. You should go to at Sassy Deer Merch on Instagram. Give them a follow. Order some stuff. They have mugs and all sorts of cool stuff for any of the designs you love. Um, great guys, Sassy Deer Merch. But so the polls we have this week. Uh, so I did this a little selfishly, but I told myself if I ever had a podcast, I had to do this right because nobody out there wants to give Final Fantasy VIII its due love, and it was the twentieth anniversary rich yes the 20th anniversary of the japanese release of final fantasy 8 this past week um so i did a couple fun polls i tried to keep them light and silly instead of like final fantasy 8 is the best final fantasy or yes or no like, it's I, a very good to, one that's not that's not it's the thing is they're all all the ps1 final fantasies are great you know they connect with us all in different ways um 
One of the polls was gun blades were impractical, but badass. I don't think they're impractical. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's a sword what you could shoot with. Mm -hmm. They've only made those occasionally in real life. It's generally, generally not been a thing. It was made for a couple years, and then they realized that they had it backwards, and that yeah. it was far more useful to just stick a knife on the end of your gun. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you I actually, mean... <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but the early, like, uh, the very start of the Civil War, uh, a lot of generals actually had gun blades, but they were, they were very dangerous, so they got rid of most of them. Mm-hmm. Especially because mm-hmm. they couldn't get the timing right, because you got to hit R1, like, right yeah. as you're attacking the enemy. <laughs> they kept, cool. they yeah, kept yeah. just capping their own horses just right mm. in the back of the head it was it was <laughs> and you, horrible and you got to know where to grind for the right materials if you want to upgrade mm-hmm. the the gun blade so it was a whole thing yeah. yeah i mean if they didn't have a subscription to weapons mag uh weapons monthly they were fucked. yeah exactly and they were trying to grind out materials by playing triple triad yeah but they just weren't that good at it uh, <laughs> anyway 92 92 of our audience said yes gun blades are badass that is basic that is a high number of like everyone saying yes, how could well, you not? Correct answer. One hundred percent. And I was just looking at the detail in Squall's. Like they even went to the trouble of designing Squall's little gunblade case. Like has like a Griever logo on the front, and like it, it just. Mm-hmm. There's so many little details in those old Final Fantasy yep. games. I should say they're preamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you could just get lost. I'm thinking it- about doing a. Sh- a if stream. anyone seems impractical, it was Cypher's. It it was like a nine millimeter, hey, so he had, hey. to hold, he had to hold it at a weird angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Well, I said gun blades. Was, yeah. You know, anybody's. Yeah, did you ever see the weird gun blades in Final Fantasy 13? They got real crazy yeah. with them. Like, yeah. lightnings is just like... Oh, hers was like even weirder, because that wasn't even... like I don't know if that's necessarily a gun blade. No, it was, it was like a sword. A it was a sword what turned into a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of yeah, a transformer yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like That's... a different weapon. The blaze <laughs> fire saber, said. I believe it's called. They were like, this doesn't make sense. Let's make it a little more logical, but not quite as cool. Yeah, you it know? looked more like a Power Ranger weapon than it is. Yeah, yeah. Somehow less. Or maybe memory. a rowing machine. It was <laughs> hard to really pin down. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird. Just grab both weird... sides of it. <laughs> um. I think uh, I want to do a stream this year with uh, FF8, like a continued thing, just because of the 20-year anniversary thing and being like my favorite childhood game. But I think my emphasis is going to be on just pointing out the details of the world, like just the little things in the design of the place. Like when you go into the cafeteria or the rooms, the dorm rooms, there's so many little details in that world that I, I think I want to have fun highlighting. I would, um, I would definitely... Um focus the stream on really getting into the background and uh art design behind Norg, the most interesting character mm-hmm. in, in Final Fantasy VIII. What's behind what's behind Norg? I don't know. What's his deal? He's a weird like squid man. Yeah. Who, You're right. What lives under f- the school. <laughs> <laughs> God, now that I think about that game, I'm like, I that game was real weird. I'm glad yeah. I was twelve when I I'm glad I was twelve when I fell in love with I it. think Laguna is neat. <laughs> Laguna is probably the best iteration of telling a like backstory in like any totally. of the Final Fantasy games. Like that whole that whole yes. thing, everything to do with Laguna is and once probably you have all, like it's so weird. But once you have all the details, it adds mm-hmm. up. Also, Man with the Machine Gun is a dope ass track. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. 
It really, really is. Yeah, I, I, you know, when Morgan posted that, as much shit as we give him for never shutting the fuck up about Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> it really is a great game. And you know, like when he posted that yeah. 20th anniversary, I was just like, fuck, you know, like it's been that long, and it really is a great game. Like, barring the draw system, uh, barring some of the melodrama of the story. It is a really good game. That's that's just Final Fantasy at any time. Exactly, turn. exactly, exactly. I mean, like a few of the few of the main characters, a little bit difficult to uh, listen to their dialogue, but it's yeah, yeah. it's. Has I it, mean, like no game is f- without its flaws. So it was a really good game, and I'm just glad that, um, you know, I'm glad that Morgan, you did post that 20th anniversary edition because it is a good game, and I think that it does get heavily mm-hmm. overlooked. And as Squall would say to your criticisms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and as Zell would say to your whatever, punk. You know what? This that's the perfect transition, guys, that you didn't even know. Because I asked the uh community, by the way, we run polls every Monday to Tuesday at Swordchop on Instagram. I said, Are you on Team Squall or Team Seifer? And the two choices were whatever or chicken, chicken wuss. Yeah. Huh. Which is terrible. I really, I they really fucked him over on some of that uh, translation. That had to be a translation. You know thing. what? My favorite part of Final Fantasy VIII is Zell's face tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that, God, that was so nineties. Do you, Do you think he really confidently made that decision? Like he walked into the tattoo parlor and he was like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of game that would be so fun to analyze now as an adult. He just you know? saw yeah, Mike like Tyson, the best part and he about was that, like, though. fuck yeah. His mom seemed so normal. Sadly, he never bit anyone's ear off. We don't know that. They, maybe <laughs> there was a sequel that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> that was the whole thing. It's just <laughs> the mission of Final Fantasy VIII 2. Will Zell bite off well, someone's the, ear? That was actually the framing device is Squall's bailing Zell out of jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then they flash back through, like, for hours and hours and hours, and at the end of it, Zell just bites somebody's ear off. I know, and you know how weird gets weirdly overlooked in that game, even by me, because I just don't remember a lot about him, was the, the pretty cowboy, Irvin. Don't remember that much about he, him. But... He was a sniper, and he choked, and he had a shotgun. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how we remember. He was, he was a pretty... <laughs> he yeah. was supposed to that was, assassinate like, the like, sorcerers. Wasn't his best weapon a shotgun? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure his ultimate <laughs> weapon... Like, he trains all this time to make these crazy long-distance shots and eventually just gives up. Realizes, yeah, nope. That's his arc. We'll, yeah, we'll just use well, a they, shotgun. They hire this crack sniper, mm-hmm. and you, you have to pick him up at the train station because I guess he forgot how to walk. Yeah. And he has a double-barrel shotgun, and up until the point where you get into the sniper's nest and he chokes, I, I, you see zero evidence that he's competent with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah, at exactly. All. Well, yeah. Yeah, at all. When you first meet him, he's literally laying in the grass with a butterfly on his finger. It's like, do you like my ponytail? (laughs) God, I I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) I feel like I'm accidentally talking myself into really wanting to play this game now with my adult uh, mind because I was like 12. That's the scariest thing. Like Shay was saying, 20 years ago, I was 12. (laughs) You know, that's well. um, To be fair. No. 20 years later, you're still 12. That's a good point. At heart. Yeah. Never die. I was, um, I was seven, <laughs> and I was more mature than you even then. Mm. Well, that's not hard. That's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what she said. 
Um, all that's, right, that's so, what I was waiting for. Uh, I got one in. I hope she didn't say that to you, Rich. That would be terrible. <laughs> what, why? Why? <laughs> it's not well, like, uh, mm. It's not hard, Rich. It's not hard. You don't ever want to hear that on Valentine's Day. Just ask Fish. Um, all right, so <laughs> Fish just sits over there quietly and I just. He's got, a, he's got a lot going on. Fish, we met over Final Fantasy VIII. You got nothing to say? We fell in love over Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. Yep. We did. See, whatever. He's squall at heart. That's what he is. Oh, Rich is giving us the one finger. That means he has something cool. Oh, his microphone fell over. I'm narrating it for our listeners. He's going to get something cool. I can tell. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I can sense it. He really is. You know, that's a true story for our listeners while Rich runs away is that my crap, my Final Fantasy VIII case I have is still cracked from when Fish put it in his backpack, I think. Um, no, that never happened, Oh, that Morgan. was Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. That was Metal Gear. God, you I big lied. dummy. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> I am. I mean, damn it. Man, I get it confused. You did, the, you did it to your own self. I don't know what you did to your case, but, I mean, I have a case that I could send you if it bothers you that much. No, 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 it's fine. It's okay. Fine. I... Okay. I like to have the something about having the original is, is cool to me. Um, so yeah, so Josh, you and Shay, there's no more Final Fantasy polls. I just wanted to get that in there. Check, keep a lookout for my uh, streams. Uh, that sounds. Keep a lookout for my streams. Um, Josh, you and Shay wanted to say a couple things about War Groove. I know we teased it a little bit. You guys have some thoughts now that you've had time to process the groove. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the game is awesome. Buy it and play it. Thank you. Oh, no. You said I would hate it, though. I asked you, and you said, Morgan, Oh, this wasn't for it. you. I don't care about your opinion. I'm talking to the okay. listeners. Mm-hmm. The educated so if you're masses. you like me, don't buy it. That's true. If you like me, <laughs> and you like emo Final Fantasy games and Cowboys and Red Dead, don't buy it. Bad. Um, wait, so why do you think I would hate it? That's a better way to approach this company. Why would I hate Wargroove? Tell me. Um, it's... It requires a lot of strategy. Oh, there's that. Um, it requires a ton of strategy. Uh, I know your play style is to just run in and do things. Which this game, you cannot do that. The few times it's, that I have tried yeah. to do that, I get my ass spanked every it's, time. Yeah, it's way slower paced. Like, if you get impatient, you fuck yourself 100% of the time. Yep. It sure is Advanced Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By way yeah, of StarCraft. Well, the thing is, I never played... I never played that game, so for me, well. oh, really? it reminds me a lot of StarCraft, like, like you, Josh you should, uh You should go pick up some, uh, some old Advance Wars, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it has scratched that itch for you. Black Hole Rising, it's a hell of a game. Yeah. Yeah, all those Advance Wars games are great. Um, yeah, interesting. I, want, I do want to try those eventually at some point, but... Yeah. yeah. It, it just, for, for you, Morgan, it just requires... I'm not being rude. It's just, like... <laughs> The play style that you have is so polar opposite to how you have to play this game. Um, it's incredibly slow-paced, whereas something like Into the Breach is fairly fast-paced in terms of a tactics game. And um, I just I don't think you would connect with any of the characters um, personally, because how this game works, it's not like what we alluded to before, not like a Fire Emblem game uh, where you get connected with the characters. Uh, in in the battle, by using them, what happens is the story is happening where you have these different commanders and you have to use them for different situations. And a lot of the character building happens between these like 
few minute cutscenes in between each battle. And I just, I like it. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I t- like, it's not amazing by any means, but y- you take it for what it is and it's really fun and lighthearted. And a lot of the characters are uh, cute and quirky. And I just, I don't think that's your style, Morgan, but. Um, I, well, I, certainly I think you're like right it. about the character it's, thing. I think it's and one of the commanders is the world's best doggo. Mm-hmm. That is fucking true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the second world's best. The first no, world's sh- best. As much as yeah. I gave this sh- this game shit, is Far Cry Five, but uh, it definitely has the second best doggo. It's a and those those pupper soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing about them is that unlike any other unit in the game, they don't die when they're held <laughs> to police. That. They just they just run away. They run away, so you don't feel bad about killing all the dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of which, we got to get on that new dawn. I will say this: I think I get a little bit of a bad rap for people to think that I'm just some sort of like lunatic running in, balls blazing. But to be fair, I finished into the breach on hard Shay. That is no with a custom team. That no has nothing task. to do with this. Into the like breach is very like even bite the, sized like, compared to this. Liter- literally, tactics is the only thing those two games have in common. Literally, the, what about the genre tactics. That's it. What about this? I got to the last stage on Fire Emblem Fates, the harder of the two. How about that? Again, that has more connection, but it does. It has a yeah. little bit more connection. Not much. I mean, I don't play the. I don't play those games. Uh, I play those games differently. But um, I think that you're probably right hey, about. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and play it. I, I, I would be happy <laughs> if you played it because then you could sit yeah. here and talk about it with us, and you would actually play a good game for once. Just the problem being is, I just don't think it's your fancy. It's just the money. I just, I really want to get Dude, on the Switch. Dude, it's on Steam. Just... <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying it's. I can. I play a lot. Like I played all that into the breach on my couch. Mostly with my my daughter in the mornings, it's like very convenient for those they, kind of games. Well, it has been announced it's going to be on the PS4, um, and it is on the Switch. And I understand you just said money is an issue, but you can always try it out and see if you like it before you even purchase it on Steam, since the Steams are connected. But try sure. before you buy. Fish can buy it for me. He's my sugar daddy. You try it on Steam and then you buy it on Switch. There you go. He said exactly, no. but he said no. Um. To get into you, the, the hardest, oh, good. I, I want to ask you. It's a question. It's it's on what you're talking about, Shay. The biggest criticisms I've heard of Wargroove are that the the things that it does that are very tr- like sort of traditional that can be frustrating. Like enemies can kind of appear out of nowhere. You can't even see them sometimes, and they can just appear off the map and fuck you over. Things like that that are sort of very traditional in that genre. Would you agree with those criticisms? Disagree? I will agree in the sense that that's what happens. I I never feel that when it does, it serves a purpose. Exactly. Like you're always okay. aware that it's going to happen because because the way that the uh, game kind of sets itself up is like if you're in a particular particular level and this happens a few times in the game and you're trying to get your commander to escape because you're being you're being swarmed with enemies, then what ends up happening is that like they're like they tell you at the beginning you have to run you have to get out of here. Because more enemies and more enemies and more enemies are just going to be coming. So it's not like this surprising shock like, oh, what the fuck? Like 10 enemies just randomly appeared. You know about it. And yeah, is it is it the my favorite mechanic about strat games? No. Or tactics games? No. Uh, but, I mean, you're aware of it. And it, it ramps up the difficulty. Like, you look at something like 
Uh, Shining Force, which, you know, I'll always compare all tactics games to that. Um, you have a set number of enemies on the screen, and the enemies are a little bit harder, and you have to devise your plan according to that. The game here is not so much that the enemies are more powerful than you, and you have to, you know, really strategize your positioning. It's more like they can overwhelm you, and there are so many different types of enemies that you have to think about, um, as Josh has said uh, privately, is you really have to think about your economy, and you really have to think about what you are basically hiring as a unit every turn. You kind of have to plan ahead, and you have to know, all right, what's good for me to create or hire right now, and what's going to be good down the line? Do I need to save money now, or do I just need to go all out and get a big unit um, to kind of roll with my commander, build some smaller units? You really got to strategize, and it's different than a Fire Emblem, than a Shining Force, um, or other games in that Ark of the Lad, if you, you really want to look at like all those yeah. type of games. is just you are really managing that economy, which speaks to something like Advanced Wars or StarCraft. And um, it, it, it has some of those, you know, those tropes of the genre, but I feel like it also gives it an actual purpose than just for the sake of difficulty. It weaves it into the story, and it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I think okay. your your point there, it, it's like that idea of a lot of strategy games, and I think this does it particularly well, is it's less about, like, gaining this overwhelming victory, and more about, a lot of the time it's, hey, hold something at bay mm-hmm. until it's you accomplish some other menial task. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that, that was another thing that kind of in order to advance wars also has the whole economy thing but it's not taking damage is not quite as rough in that game as in this one whereas once you have a unit damaged they're not only closer to death they also do so much less damage like percentage based based off of how much health they have left that you are essentially always going to trade units in this game like you kind of have to get used to the idea of sending in some things to die. Like, there there are ways to get around that if you're trying to go for, like, nobody dies, like, perfect And I scores. do miss Advanced Wars unit but, merging ability. Yeah, That's, to, to I'd say one of the things I wish was here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that kind of gives it that more of a StarCraft feel. Like, I have to try to figure out how to kill these things in a more economical way than, mm-hmm. than the opponent. Uh, in a lot of and a lot of that strategy is forcing them to waste their time attacking those weaker units. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I think that's a really cool feeling in a turn-based game because that's something we haven't really gotten yeah. exactly like that before. Which, yeah, just just makes it a different experience because so many tactics games end up being so close to each other that you you really you need something different to latch onto, and I, I think this one. I think it has it with that, you know, just minor minor tweaks to make it play like just itself. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. I'm interested for sure. Um we'll see how that goes. War groove. Hey, you want to hear something's going to blow your mind, Rich? Blow your fucking mind. Tell me. There's a, there's <clears throat> five people in this room. Only two of us have finished Final Fantasy 15, and that's you and me. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Seems like three of us know how to use our time. Yeah, no, I'm not defending what I've done. 
Um, <laughs> what? what the- uh, was- I like Final Fantasy 15. I feel like I'm at a support group. Oh, my name is Didn't Richie. You- <laughs> I like Final Fantasy 15. Um, you guys don't have to rush to it now. They canceled a lot of that content. Mm. Um, yeah. You should finish all the mainline Final Fantasies. That should be some sort of sin against humanity. If you don't, all of them, all the main ones except eleven. But one of the polls I did this week was just like, uh, if you and preferred... thirteen, which is a bad game. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still, you should still finish it. Uh, I finished they, it. It's just, it's not a good game. If, if they just made thirteen play like any of the other ones, I, I think finished I'd like it. it I killed God. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the Final Fantasies. We're yeah, no, about. that's the plot to every Final Fantasy. Yes. Game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but also Hope was there, which made it horrible. Anyways, it was it was polarizing. Uh, it beat out Kingdom Hearts three in our poll, but not by the margin I was hoping for. Um, I finished Kingdom Hearts three. Mm. What the hell's wrong with you? I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> uh, uh, I also I realized when I was done that there were no Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts three, uh, because Sora was super busy hanging out with Woody. Uh, <sighs> What is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, here, here's my hot take. Okay, hot take. There's for Thank sure going to be more Kingdom Hearts. I don't think there should be. Okay, hot take. Eh, interesting. You played the whole damn thing, though, man. I, I learned a lot about friendship uh, while I was <laughs> playing the whole thing, and I think I actually hate my friends now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fish just gave you the thumbs up. He hasn't moved in an hour and a half, and he gives you the thumbs up when you say you you hate your friend. Yeah, like I don't think I I ever want to see them again mm. because like here's the thing: Kingdom Hearts has a formula, and I don't know. Maybe it's I'm so far removed from having played the other games. Maybe this was always the formula, but it's like thirty hours of really tightly knit and poorly constructed narrative. Approaching a goal, evil shadow man appears, tells me I'm a fuckwad. I tell him I'm not a fuckwad because friendship. Goofy and or Donald Duck uh, backs me up on such a sentiment. <laughs> we fight. <laughs> on to the next poorly conceived, tightly structured narrative. Yeah, no, no, that's been all of them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah also Mickey Mouse is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no Leon. Where's my boy Leon at? He wasn't there. He had he had a thing that weekend. Yeah, they realized he served no purpose in those early games. Like they've they've slowly well, no, weeded no. out they, all the Final Fantasy characters. They needed a cipher for David Boreanaz to speak through. Yes. Yeah. He was kind of. He was the info dump. Like that's. I was like, what's Angel doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, like they were just the info dumps in the earlier games. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what they, they were tricked there for. Us. That's what they did. They tricked us into. Yeah, I don't know. I still like those early games. I'm not. Also, shit there's on no it. Coliseum in this game, and I'm mad about it. Yeah. Well, they kind of spread that out everywhere else. Like there are different, smaller challenges on like all the worlds instead of having. Uh, yeah, like one place for all the challenges. I don't know, man. Uh, Shay looked, Shay looked it, like he had a joke. Shay was leaning in like he had a joke. Oh, I decided that it like they were being serious, but I was going to say, Josh, I'll spread you out. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. I just couldn't get in there fast enough. I feel like... <laughs> All right. It's almost like this game... It's almost like development restarted multiple times over the period of a decade. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what makes you think that. You Crazy. know, like, like, I haven't played the game yet, unfortunately, but a lot of what people have said, it really reminds me of kind of the... Uh, development to finished product of uh, The Last Guardian is kind of what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Just what I've heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I could see those. Uh... The most self-aware thing they do, I actually think, which is was probably my favorite thing, is uh, the intro world, everything feels very different. And you're probably playing for like an hour and a half to two hours before you exit this intro world. Mm-hmm. And then a title card pops up and it says Kingdom Hearts 2.9. Yeah. Yeah, I posted that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've seen the best thing already. Okay, well, I'm good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish it before the end of the year. I have to. It's my sworn duty, somehow. Ugh, plus, Fish bought it. It's not a difficult it. game. Yeah, no, you'll finish it just putting the time into it. That's kind of the... That's my one complaint so far, is that it's way too easy on hard mode. It's still, like, well, just... There's no challenge to be had, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you, which is insane, because those other games did require a degree of grinding if you really wanted to yeah. like push through but uh I coasted. Mhm. Absolutely coasted. Mm. All right. Well, yeah, which is sad cuz I can't tell if the combat system is good or not because there's nothing to really test it against. Like it seems like there's the, good ideas there, but there's never The mechanics of it yeah. I think work really well and I'd even like to see elements of that poured into the next Final Fantasy maybe. Mm-hmm. Um like the the flow of combat feels really good, but I never feel like I'm being challenged. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I mentioned this before, but, like, the only time there's any challenge is basically where there's no risk. Like, a lot more of, like, the, the mech combat that you get in the Toy Story world mm-hmm. and the ship combat you get in the Pirates of the Caribbean Oh, thing. yeah, they went and they made uh, Assassin's Creed Four in the Kingdom Yeah, like, there's, like, you can actually there's some level of challenge in both of those compared to the, you know, zero challenge in the rest of the game. And I don't even know if the Pirates world, if I'd necessarily call it a challenge, it's just like they introduced this absurd leveling mechanic mm-hmm. that you're forced to kind of grind out for a little while or else you're barricaded from moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit of it. Like, there were, there's definitely, because it's completely different, there's a new system to learn which, mm. you know, anyway. But, yeah. But those yeah, Toy Story cool. mechs are great. <clears throat> yeah, no, those were, those were a lot of fun. They <clears throat> sure did use the Toy Story world as an excuse to get super anime. Yeah. They did. They did. And to, to good effect. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. We hit all the polls. We hit all the main topics. I did want to say... As we wrap up the show here, uh, I need your 30-second hot take on Resident Evil uh, 2 Remake. Well, I don't want to give too polarizing of a take, but I would say that it's the best remake ever made. I think we said Agreed. that on the podcast. Some of us. <laughs> I really... I Okay, I'm going to fully admit this. This is not a thing I have done in... Ye- I called out of my day job to finish Claire's story, and that's not a thing I've done in a long time. But wow. I, I was up at like one in the morning still playing it. And I'm like, I'm not fucking going to work tomorrow. Like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And it was just something about it. Like, I, I don't know. 
it, it's really hard to pinpoint, but everything kind of comes together. Like, layers of nostalgia, it looks beautiful. The changes to the gameplay make cohesive sense. I can't wait to delve into those ghost stories they, they added. Uh, what? Ghost? What are you talking about? There's free uh, DLC what is out now, what? I think. Yeah, the, the survivor stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds cool. I, I only finished Claire's, but I want to go back and do Leon's when I get a chance. But, uh, man. Yeah. No, the, our, our listeners actually voted it the best remake of all time, too. So you can't be that crazy. You can't be that crazy. Mm-hmm. And they always release those games on your birthday. So that means they your do. life is it's cursed. True. It's true. Uh, am, I'm a cursed being mm. with the Resident Evil. I, <laughs> man, I really love that series now. Can't wait for eight. Oh, I can't wait for it. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I mean, that's pretty much it. I can't even do their hot takes, Rich. It's been great having you on the show, as usual. It's been a long one. Lots it's, of good laughs. It's late, man. Um, wow, it's yeah. nuts. It's almost 1 a.m. here. Yeah, Fish gave me the sign. He, he, he's like, look, man, pole position's closing soon, so we need to get out of here. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, I wanted to say, we have, Shay has a side podcast called Evoking the Sublime. If you want to listen to some... Uh, interviews he did with uh, some creators in the gaming space. You should check it out. Um, I have a side podcast called In the Blood, where I interview composers. I should check it out. Again, that's Evoking the Sublime and In the Blood. Of course, our Patreon. I've already pimped a couple times. A couple times. Uh, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. And our awesome sponsors, Two Girls, One Mike, and of course, Sassy D Merch, our big uh, new sponsor that we love very much. So, um, it's been a lot of fun. We'll be back next week. It's been a party, guys. It's late. I guess we should get the hell out of here. So, that's it. We're saluting you. We can't see us, but we're all giving you a salute. Until next week, peace out. Night.